Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. A very good afternoon to you as we come to our main event of a Super Saturday here at Virginia International Raceway. It's John Hindhoff and Jeremy Shaw on the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre Share Adam is down on pit lane as we're standing by for the penultimate round of Michelin Pilot Challenge. How have we got here so quickly? It seems like two minutes ago that we were kicking off the season on Friday at the Rolex 24 at Daytona and here we are on the last of the standard length events, the two hour events uh, before, uh, the second to last uh, two hour event rather, before we finish the season off at uh, Motul Petit Le Mans, Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta at the end of September and the beginning of October, we'll have that for you live of course, uh, from now until the green flag which is just over 20 minutes away uh, we'll have Jeremy Shaw with the grid. We'll take a look at some of the emerging storylines uh, and we'll talk to Shea Adam down on the grid. That's where we're going to head to now, a packed pit lane with the usual procedure, Shea, of the pit lane being opened uh, to the fans who have taken the opportunity to come out here in the beautiful sunshine, a rather warm 33 Celsius, that's 91 Fahrenheit uh, for the air temperature and a toasty for the tyres, 100 Fahrenheit, 38 Celsius. Which end of the grid are you starting at? Are you going with the guys at the sharp end of the field or the storylines at the back? Good good afternoon, I should say, the first of all. Good afternoon, John. I'm down here at the fastest end of the grid with the fastest man in qualifying yesterday, Kenny Murillo. This number 72 machine, we know it's quick. We know it's a podium-worthy car, but is here where you can finally break through for that win. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. We're just going to focus on what we can control. We're in a good spot to kind of just control our destiny. We're not super vulnerable right now. Um, so we're just going to try to put in the best result that we can do, and hopefully that's a win. Does it help that both of your drivers are equally strong? You don't have an obvious weak link. That's a nice thing for a team. Yeah, we're really lucky. I mean, Christian's the best teammate on the planet. He's like a great best friend, and just to share the car with him is just an awesome opportunity. Um, so, yeah, just trying to make him uh, have a good car in the end, and uh, that's my main goal. Well, Kenny, good luck. I'm going to dive over for Christian really quick because I haven't bothered him in a long time. Christian Simchuk, co-driver to Kenny Murillo. You guys are still in this championship. How nice has it been to share a car with him this season? Uh, it's been all right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting, I, I was joking with Ken just now. He's about to replace me, so it's kind of it's bittersweet. Yeah. No. <laughs> Joining into a, a, what was a very good two-car team, becoming the third car, though, there hasn't been any sort of friction adding a car to the program. What does it say for Murillo Racing that they've been able to do that? It's amazing. Like these guys have just uh, hit their stride. They're not really making any mistakes. Seems like we're just, you know, think about the we just do what we do every weekend, and it's usually the, the right thing to do. So can't complain too much. 
Now, the championship, you're going up against Eric Foss in terms of trying to stage a comeback for the seven bolt guys. Do you think about the championship or just flat out go out there and win? No, not really. Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, we just like take it race by race, try to just uh, get a win under our belt. Feel like we need one of those. Uh, so that's the priority right now is to just do as best we can. Good luck to both of you guys getting win number one for card number 72. Let's uh, stay with Shea as she uh, wanders down the grid amongst the, the fans who are taking the opportunity to get uh, with the cars uh, and stars of what's going on at the moment. Let's uh, flip straight back to Shea now, who is moving down and spotting any drivers that she possi possibly can. Michael McCann is the, uh, the next victim for you, Shea. Yeah, and for Michael, uh, it's a great qualifying effort, second on the grid. I have to think that all this comes from your practice in the go-kart uh, a couple of days ago doing a charity kart event. But in all seriousness, the number eight McCann Porsche has been strong all year long, the podium at Mid-Ohio. What is it about VIR that suits your driving style? So I got my first win here uh, at VIR a few years ago. So I don't know, it's like a home away from home. So it's probably my second favorite track behind Mid-Ohio. I love it here, but I think the McCann Racing guys have given me a great car all year. We've had some weird pit timings that kind of just throw us off, but overall the car's always had pace. We're just trying to keep trugging along for the rest of the year, so we'll see what happens. Now, in terms of championship, that's not really a concern for you guys. It's just about going out there and getting race wins. How much of this is setting up for next season, next program? I mean, I don't know. There's still a lot of unknowns going on in the world. But uh, this guy right here, Kenny, Kenny's fast as heck, so I gotta gotta try to keep up with him. But next year, you know, you know, next year is a big question mark, as like most of these people are. So as we get closer to Atlanta, hopefully we'll have some good news for next year. Well, enjoy today. Good luck, and hopefully we see you on the podium at the end. Sounds good. Thanks, Shane. Congrats on the uh, podium in the go karting event. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you've done very well not to mention that, Shay. If uh, if I'm very honest, we're gonna let Shay wander down through the grid and she will shout up if she grabs any uh, anybody uh, that is there. It is warm out on the grid, so one or two of the drivers are staying out, trying to stay cool if they don't have to be out on the green fuego. I've just heard in my ears from Shea Adam. Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindoff in the Hagney Global Broadcast Centre in our countdown uh, to great. First of all, great to hear from Christian Simchak again. We, um, you know, we've seen him drive. He's come up through the uh, the Mazda programme down through the years. He was a serial pole sitter and anything he he, he, he went to drive uh, and find it, it seems like you might be finding a home now. I hope so. I mean, it's a tremendous character. I've known Christian for a long, long time since back in the uh, the Barbados Pro Series days. He was a character then. He's a character now. He took quite a long time out away from racing, but uh, missed it. Came back, and uh, he's had uh, you know as it's just been apparently he's had a really, really good season along with along with Kenny. Kenny, they've had a, a second and a third and a a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. So they're they're knocking on that door of victory lane. Uh, they uh, haven't quite broken it down yet, but uh, yeah, maybe today is the day. They've certainly, uh, it, it's they're on that trend. They've been fast, as Christian said, in every single race this year. Uh, and and on the point that she made about Marillo Racing, they've gone from two to to three cars, uh, and you know that's not an easy thing to do. Um, all right, running three cars, perhaps if you're already running two. Isn't isn't three times the work, but nevertheless, you've got to be a bit careful there and make sure that you don't dilute your efforts on any of those cars. And they've seemed actually to move into that fairly seamlessly. 
They, they certainly have. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the third car for Brent Mosing and Tim Brobert, I mean, you know, they've very much enjoyed running not, not only with, with Eric Foss and Jeff Mosing, as they have done now for, for, for several years, but also with Kenny and Christian joining that team, just more data for the, for the older, two, you know, the two older guys that are running in the Bronze Cup category to, to learn from and improve from. And they've had some tremendous runs this season as well, uh, you know, qualified among the top five or six on a couple of occasions. So, you know, that it, it just, just, just just a great family atmosphere there at Murillo Racing. Dad, of course, runs a team. Uh, Kenny, son, drives. Uh, and it's been a, a seamless transition. They've been running two cars for quite a long time. They've also run parallel programs in other series as well. So just to be concentrating on this now with the three cars is working out very, very well. And all of the drivers taking full advantage of it. Cher has moved down the grid and she's with BGB Motorsports and their Porsche 718 GT4 RS CS, CS for club sport, uh, the number 83 car, Shay. With both Tom Collingwood and Spencer Pompelli. Now, Tom, you did a great job in qualifying yesterday, P9, but uh, why am I finding you here right in front of the TCR cars? Well, I was trying to get lower than P9, and uh, I ended up trying a few different things and just trying to tighten up my line through the lower S's, and I ended up losing two tires on the driver's side from the, uh, the last set of gators there. So, unfortunately now, because of that, we're going to be at the back of the pack as the penalty, uh, along with the drive-through, and to top it all off, we're going to have to run on older tires. <laughs> so you really are just keeping it entertaining for us. <laughs> I'm just looking for a bit of good luck here now to get back where I left off. Well, Spencer, he's gotten all the bad luck out of the way. And uh, BGB with a different livery on the car this weekend, maybe that's going to bring nothing but good luck from this point forward. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. It's been, uh, it's been a tough season. We've had some good, uh, some good cars, a lot of really good race cars, but a lot of really bad luck. Uh, Road America, you know, I thought we were in position to fight for the win, and we had a random piece of debris come and knock the brake line loose, and I lost the brakes. So Unfortunately, we didn't hit anything, but it's been that kind of season. So uh, we got the three penalties basically because of a small, tiny little error, and uh, we're going to have to dig out of a hole. But, you know, these races, they can go yellow. We can catch up. we got a great race car. We've got BGB behind us, so who knows? And uh, I got a little extra practice this weekend uh, passing people. It did take me three laps. But I do remember getting by you in the go-kart track a couple days ago. So I'm going to put all that to use. Yeah, you learned very well, Spencer. Tom, good luck in the race today. There's a lot of guys in this field that were much easier to pass than you. So, <laughs> Thanks, my friend. Uh, John, they're just starting the formalities down here on the grid. So we'll let them go through that. And then I'll get the TCR pole sitter for you. That's brilliant, Shea. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Uh, I, I think you're not carrying quite as much success ballast as some of the other guys uh, that you were racing against there, uh, Shea Adam, uh, uh, in that, uh, that go-kart race. No, no, they had us all ballasted up to 200 pounds, and we had to move the weight in and out of the cart ourselves. So I was actually at a loss for everyone else because I had to move <laughs> a lot more weight than anyone else in and out of the cart. So that took more time, too. Oh, my goodness me. All right. Thank you, Shea. We'll be back with Shea and the uh, and the uh, G, uh, TCR pole sitter in just a moment, uh, heading towards the formalities uh, on the grid here at VIR. That gives us the opportunity to get Curry up in London to play our favourite piece of music because it means we're getting close to race time. It is the grid theme and Jeremy Shaw will run down the 33 teams and drivers in the Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix, our Saturday, our Super Saturday main event.
And it is round nine of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge for this season. So just one race to go after this weekend. 33 cars. We've got 22 GS, GT4 cars, and 11 TCRs. Starting at the back after a mistake in qualifying, a rare mistake in qualifying for Mark Wilkins in caliber 33. That's one of the uh, handful or more of Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerb Agajanian, Honda Elantra NTCRs. Row 16, the lone Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloci in the field. That's for KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering. Kind of a five will be started by Roy Block. Alongside him uh, is the one of the two Belgard and Technical Technicseal Racing Audi RS3 LMSG DSGs. That's kind of a 15 for Eric Rockwell. One position ahead of the grid, his teammate in kind of 84. That's Preston Brown. Ahead of him on the grid is the championship leader and defending series champion. That's Taylor Hagler in car number one for Brian Hurd at Autosport with Kerber Agajanian. Yet another of that team's Honda Elantra's one position ahead. That's car number two for AJ Muss. Victor Gonzalez was starting in 27th position in car number 99. The Victor Gonzalez racing team Honda Civic FK7 TCR. Then it's two more Brian Hurd run Hyundai Elantra's car number 54, Michael Johnson, uh, a fourth place run in TCR in car number 54. Alongside him, Mason Philippi in car number 77. The front row of the grid, yet another Brian Herter Autosport, Hyundai Elantra, car number 98, is Harry Gottsacker. But on the pole position for his second time in his career, for Van der Stur Racing in the Hyundai Veloster, the older car, the NTCR, in number 19 is Tyler Gonzalez. Moving on to GS then. Tom Collingwood will start in the 22nd position in car number 83. That BGB Motorsports Porsche has already set fastest race lap three times this season. Alongside him, uh, missed out in qualifying because of a crash earlier in practice. The Rebel Rock Racing Chevy Camaro GT4R, car number 71. That's Frank Depew. Also a problem in qualifying, Jeff Mosing in car number 56 for Marilla Racing. One of its three Mercedes AMG GT4s. Then three Porsche 718 GT4 RS Club Sports in a row. For Team TGM, car number 46 is Hugh Plum. Another mistake in qualifying. And also Ted Giovannis in the sister car. That's car number 64. And then the Kelly Moss Porsche, car number 66 for David Brule in the 17th position. Brent Mosing start the second of the Marilla Racing Mercedes, car number 65 from the 16th place. Alongside Vin Barletta, car number 96, the Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT4. Yet another Porsche, the car barn with Peregrine Racing, car number 93. Mark Siegel will start 14th. Alongside the best qualifying of the bronze category cars, car number 11 for Capstone Motorsports, a Mercedes AMG GT4, is Gary Ferreira. Row 6, Sheena Monk in car number 877, the JG Wentworth Racing with PF Racing Ford Mustang GT4, and the sister car, car number 40, in, in the 11th position on the grid for James Pezek. Into the top 10, Nick Galante, car number 22, the locally based hardpoint Porsche 718 GT4, alongside the Stephen Cameron Racing, car number 43, that's a BMW for Sean Quinlan. Riley Motorsports shares row 4 of the grid, Two different cars, however. It's the Mercedes in car number 21 for Anton Diaz Pereira. His best qualifying run. Very good effort for him. Alongside Alfredo Nadri. That's a Mercedes AMG, by the way. Alongside him from Dominican Republic in a Toyota Supra. Car number 14 is Alfredo Nadri. Championship leader Jan Brynjolfsson in the sixth position in car number seven. The Volt Racing Aston Martin Vantage GT4. 
and joined on the third row of the grid in the core motorsports Ford Mustang. Car number 59, once again qualifying in the top five, is young Luca Mars. Matt Travis, a fine running qualifying 40, number 47 car, the Nola Sport Porsche, alongside Dylan McAvern, former series champion for Turner Motorsport in its number 95 BMW M4 GT4 onto the front row of the grid. His best ever qualifying run also for Michael McCann in car number eight for McCann Racing, another Porsche, but on the pole position for the second time this season for Marillo Racing, the Mercedes AMG GT4 car number 72, the pole sitter is Kenny Marillo. Well done, Jeremy. Very, very good uh, run through the 33 or 33 starters for the Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix for Michelin Pilot Challenge. Step back to Sheer Adam very quickly. Formalities coming to an end down there uh, on the grid. Uh, she's standing around about where the TCR pool sitter is, Sheer. Yeah, and Tyler Gonzalez has already won one race today, courtesy of the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup Series. He's looking to make it two for two, starting in the number 19 Vanderster Racing Hyundai Veloster. He'll be handing over to Roy Vanderster a little bit later on in the race. But we're waiting now. Drivers, start your engines. The cue has just been given. I get to make the little spinny motion in the air with my finger to tell the boys to fire up their engines. The one thing I wanted to hit on in TCR, though, John, is the car that rolls off last. Jeremy told us about this. It was a rare mistake from Mark Wilkins in qualifying for the number 33 Brian Herta Autosport Hyundai Elantra. That car, the last time it started last, went on to win the race. So do not count it out. Uh, other storyline, Shear, there's been, uh, there was a big scramble uh, to make uh, sure everybody got back on the grid. One or two people fighting some mistakes and some damage through GS, but we have got all 33 cars out there. Yes, correct. And the biggest car that was trying to find parts yesterday was the Rebel Rock Camara. They missed the second practice session entirely. They found a left front upright suspension bit was flown down by Pratt and Miller. So still the Chevy ties running deep and that effort was made. The crew was able to fully repair the car and Frank Depew is going to be starting second to last with Tom Collingwood just behind him. But another car, just one further position up from them that had some issues yesterday in qualifying. Jeff Mosing. Welcome back to this paddock, Jeff. We have missed you in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. He had an off qualifying that caused a red flag, ultimately resulting in the loss of his fastest two lap times. He starts third to last on the grid. And why is this important? Well, because that's the car that he shares with Eric Foss, the guy who is second in the championship and trying to take down the might of Volt Racing. Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hayman have a very tight hold on this championship lead. It is Eric Foss, along with the other Marilla racing car, the one that starts on pole, trying to take them down. That's Shea Adam down in the pit lane. As you can hear, the cars are rolling out. Uh, countdown to green is all but done because the green flag is being readied. Don't go anywhere. If you're outside the US, you can have... Uh, Live video coverage in about five seconds' time via imsaradio.com and the live video button. John, Jeremy and Shea bringing you live racing from VIR. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. A few fluffy white clouds in an otherwise blue sky is what greets us here on the penultimate race of the 2022 IMSA 
Michelin Pilot Challenge for this season. It is the Virginia is for lovers, for racing lovers, Grand Prix at VIR. Great to be back here with another of our GT only events for the Michelin Pilot Challenge and IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. WSC tomorrow, but for today, it is the Pilot Challenge that takes centre stage as our main event this Saturday afternoon in the early evening. 120 minutes on the clock. And the usual cast of characters with 33 cars ready to do battle on a 17 corner circuit that uh, was laid down here very old school and it's barely changed uh, the three and a quarter mile track following the natural lines of the terrain around here so very much a natural terrain road circuit in every sense of the word and in oh, a huge amount of acreage which has all kinds of draws now here at VIR. It's John Heinoff and Jeremy Shaw with Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Action Aries at turn one, uh, certainly coming down the hill into turn 17, you can make a mistake there. Uh, as much about minimising your mistakes here, Jeremy Shaw, as it is about putting the move on somebody, although track position is surprisingly key around here, given that there are a couple of long straights. Yeah, I think the, the key here is going to be to stay out of trouble because it's very easy to make a mistake on this track. Run off wide, get on the grass, going to lose a lot of time and be passed by possibly a, a whole train of cars. So we've seen a lot of offs in all the various different sessions here over this uh, weekend so far. Uh, thankfully, not many major incidents. Hopefully it stays that way. But a lot of people straying off, off the grey stuff and that's generally not good. Uh, picking up a few of the storylines, Van der Stur racing on pole position. Tyler Gonzalez put the lap in for the Hyundai Veloster. No changes in the BOP through TCR or GS for this weekend. So that uh, ride height, the uh, change that the Elantras got at Road America has carried through to this 15 mil. So just over half an inch of ride height increase for those cars but that didn't apply to the Veloster Tyler Gonzalez for Van der Racing on pole position triple for one of the major championship contenders Jeremy Shaw in the shape of the 56 uh, Jeff Mosing and Eric Voss Marillo racing car uh, that car went off during qualifying caused a red flag and therefore lost its fastest laps that means that uh, that uh, Eric, who's battling for the title, is going to have to take over that car with whatever Jeff can do from way down in 20th. Yeah, got some work to do. It's great to see Jeff back again, True. but uh, that, that's not uh, what he wants to start from the back, particularly with uh, Eric Foss in second position in the championship. Of course, they lost an awful lot of ground with that crash at Lime Rock uh, a couple of races ago, but bounced back last time out uh, with Kenton Cook as the co-driver to, to win the race, score that car's third win of the season. But they're 220 points behind Brynjolfsson and Hinman. So that, that pairing in that Volt racing Aston Martin, the only Aston Martin in the field, which is pretty remarkable, yes, but they finished in the top, uh, top seven in every single race this season. And that consistency has brought a, a pretty large championship but lead. Kenny Murillo and Christian Jimjack are third, but they're fully... Uh, 640 points. That's two full race wins, almost. Well, two, two second place finishes, anyhow, behind the championship leaders. 
Yeah, and they are on pole position and will bring the field round to the green flag, which is about half a lap away. We have a new pace car for uh, this event for this weekend in the Michelin uh, Pilot Challenge Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix. At the front of the field uh, is the new one. That's the bright yellow 992 GT3. In essence, that's a Porsche Carrera Cup car uh, with a few home comforts and a nice sound system bolted into it. Double wishbone front suspension, normally aspirated flat six engine, six speed manual gearbox or the PDK, of course and just under 510 horsepower. That's the yellow car. It's a Turbo S that is pacing the TCR field. It will be a significantly split start here to make sure that the faster TCRs, and Tyler Gonzalez, by the way, would have been right in the middle of the GS field. He qualified 14th quickest. So to ensure that there's no tripping up in the early parts of the race, when everyone is together, it is a split start here. Two hours exactly on the clock. And with the GT3 992 pulling into the pit lane, resplendent in its bright yellow. I rather like that colour. Kenny Marillo then brings the field to the green flag. Around the world, we're bringing the endurance racing community together as Babendum waves the flag here in the... Michelin GT Festival, and it's a great start from Murillo, Michael McCann and McCann Racing in the Porsche. Just getting eased out of second place as Dylan McIvern goes through for Turner Motorsport in the BMW, and also coming through is the Ford Mustang of Luca Mars and Core Motorsport. Let's check the TCRs down to the first corner. Tyler Gonzalez in the hatchback with the sports stripes on the side. Leads through from pole position, and we've got one of the Hyundais way, way off. And I think Michael Johnson. that's the Michael Johnson Is car. Uh, and the 54 as well went off. But I also, I also think there was another car in there, Jeremy. I think it was the Mason Felipe 77. I'm just going to check that again. It was one of the lighter colours car. There was at least two off. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Yeah. It was well, just he... the 54. I think he got punted there by one of his teammates. Yeah. They're diving up the inside of Michael Johnson, so he runs off wide there. So in the gates, that great qualifying run that he had yesterday, Michael Johnson, for those of you not familiar, uh, is, is paralysed from the chest down. Remarkable uh, story he is. And he's, he's finished on the podium in each of the last two in the number 54 car. Well, he's got some work to do this afternoon. He and Stephen Simpson will be sharing that car with him. Court Motorsport Mustang sitting in uh, behind the McCann Racing Porsche battling for second and third. Everybody else stringing out nicely. Nola Sport right up there as well. 47 of uh, Matt Travis. Actually, I think he's got a, a head of Luca Mars. Yes, he has. So as they come round to complete the first lap. It's been a great start and a great conversion from pole position to leading the first lap for Kenny Marillo. But here goes the number 59 Ford down the inside of the curving front straight, if that makes any sense at all. Nose to head before the stripe and now has the opportunity to go down the inside and a nice opportunist manoeuvre by Alfredo Nadri as well of Riley Motorsports Supra, who follows through and Luca Mars has the inside for turns three and four. Oh, and off for the 
number 96, Turner Motorsport Machine. That's Finn Barletta, who was running in 14th. And at turn one, he's facing the wrong direction and will now need to find reverse because he hasn't quite got the steering lock to get around. Meantime, the bright green Cayman, almost the python green colour, is right there because they've served their drive-through uh, after being put to the back of the grid. Now, did he jump or was he pushed, Finn Barletta? That's going to be a tough one for race control to look at. We'll leave them to that job as we concentrate on what's going on out on the track. Marillo by about a second in GS. In TCR, Jeremy Shaw, it's business as usual, which means everybody's battling from about first, first all the way down to about sixth or seventh position. All line astern uh, heading into Oak Street and already catching the back of the GS field. Yeah, the good news is that, uh, that the reason for the split start, which I really like, is the fact that the, the, the tail end of the GT4 cars, the GS field, has been a little bit strung out a bit. So they're not, there's not a whole gaggle of cars apparently barreling into the first few corners together. So now these two leaders here and into the slipstream there is Harry Gottsecker behind Tyler Gonzalez, the youngster there. Gonzalez, well, they're both youngsters, really, but uh, Tyler Gonzalez is is is, uh, is still a teenager, just 18 years of age from St. Cloud in Florida. Harry Gottsecker, he's 23 from New Braunfels, New Braunfels in Texas, and they are going to uh, pressure that Porsche Cayman of Ted Giovannis, and hopefully they'll get past him probably between turns one and two. Hearing from Shay in the pit lane uh, that there's an issue potential issue brewing literally for Mark Wilkins in the number 33 Brian Hurd Autosport Elantra engine temperature issue and I think actually this might be him coming into the pit lane yes it is Shea Adam is there the Canadian Maple Leaf on the dormers of that car was this accident damage Shea or has he been off the circuit uh, neither, John. It was just something that he noticed on the gauges that the engine temps were spiking. So he did a very slow lap into the pit lane. They are topping him off with fuel just while they have the opportunity. Engine is still on because turning off and then back on a turbo car is not the easiest thing in the world. But the crew is going to work. They've got pliers and wrenches, and they're going to see if any of the hoses have come loose on this Hyundai Elantra. But this car, which has won twice already this year, has Mark Wilkins uh, not sitting with Robert Wilkins third in points it's just Robbie on his own as a result of missing one of the races earlier on this year but this is still not a good sign for the car sitting at third in the championship and it was Marillo racing number 56 that had the contact with Finn Barletta that spun him around at turn one that is under review at the moment uh, with a bit of luck that'll just be an airlock uh, and they can maybe clear it by squeezing a hose or two and getting their coolant to move around. But if it isn't, I'm not sure what they can honestly do with that, Jeremy, whilst it's sitting there in the pit lane. They're having a look at the coolant top-up tank. He's just said yeah. there's an airlock. He's just said, I think there's an airlock. And that's why they're squeezing the hoses, trying to bleed the air, trying to push the air pockets out of that as into the pit lane uh, comes... Oh, well, that's a drive-through. That is the 56 coming through. So very very quickly assessed by race controller jeff morsing then for marillo racing with damage to the front oh my goodness 
a deranged front end to the front of that car. The Mercedes yeah. grill hanging on by a fingertip there. So fairly hefty contact one might presume, Jeremy, that spun Vin Barletta around a couple of laps ago. Yeah, and uh, it's not been a great weekend for Jeff Bosey. He's been out for several months up with a, a, a shoulder injury. Uh, had a, an off yesterday, and he's had a very stout contact there. It's damaged the front end of that Mercedes, and I very much doubt that, that they're going to be able to uh, complete this whole race with a car like that. So, yeah, what a, what a disappointment for Jeff Bosey. He's a great character. Uh, look at who's charging here, though. It's Luca Mars in that number 59 Mustang. He's made up a, a couple of positions in the first few laps. He's set the fastest lap of the race on lap two at 156.312, and he's now challenging... Uh, Dylan McAvern for second position. And has, as you say, the fastest lap of the race. He goes to the left-hand side as they go through the final dip before turning onto the top of the roller coaster. About the length of the back straight behind them is the battle for the TCR class lead. And they are closing in on David Brühl uh, in the Kelly Moss Racing number 66 Porsche. And there's been a change for the lead as Harry Gottsacker has gone through to the lead in the 98 car. And that happened uh, behind David Brühl as they went into Oak Tree. Yeah. And yeah. Little, maybe just a little bit of, uh, in, not inexperience necessarily, but just a wrong choice made there by Tyler Gonzalez. Jeremy followed the Porsche through when really should have been covered the inside and uh, Harry Gottsacker took the opportunity there very nicely. Clean as you like, goes through into the lead of the class, but still in behind that very quick in a straight line, Porsche ahead of them. I agree. I think a little bit of inexperience there from, from the youngster, Tyler Gonzalez. And David Brule, he, you know, he's, he's minding his own business there. He's running his own race in a GS car, of course. He's quicker on the straights, so it's frustrating for the TCR cars. They can't quite get... Uh, uh, they can't live with the Porsche on the straights, but David there doing a nice job staying out of the way through the S's. He knows he's not fighting with these guys uh, necessarily for position, so he's been pretty gentlemanly there to let at least a couple of them go past. And I'm sure once they get to the top of the hill, he'll do the same with those other two as well. So it's broken up that battle for the lead just a little bit with Harry Gottsacker in the lead now ahead of Tyler Gonzalez, and then Mason Filippi and Victor Gonzalez in the lone Honda in the field right there in the fourth position. Taylor Hagler doing a good job in the defending champion number one car in fifth position, yet to come up on that little gaggle of cars. As Jeremy mentioned, the first and second have gone through. Now onto the back straight. Number 99 in fourth position. Victor Gonzalez immediately pulls out the driver's right to see if he can cool down or get some cooler air on the front. It is 90 Fahrenheit in the air. That's 32 Celsius. Track temperatures come down an awful lot from what we saw earlier on the day. It was up to 111 at one point. We're over 40 Celsius now down to 97 Fahrenheit and 36 Celsius. The Michelin tyre technicians will be very, very happy about that. New fastest lap of the race at the front of the race, Jeremy. Indeed, so there by our race leader, Kenny Murillo. Uh, a 156.026 there for uh, Kenny. 
long, long way away from that record, by the way, which is a 52.7. And last year, the fastest up was a 53.5. So a long, long way to go uh, to, to, to get up with that sort of uh, pace. But uh, he's doing what he, what he needs to do at the moment. And he's in... You got up a little bit of a handy lead, about a second over Luca Mars, who did get past Dylan McAvoy up into second position. Uh, Roy Block has the fastest lap in TCR. Last time around for KMW Motorsport, uh, the Alfa Romeo Giulietta. Uh, this weekend, backed by Alfa Romeo Raleigh, um, which I think you have to say like that Alfa Romeo Raleigh. Um, just down the road. And uh, at the moment, he is sitting. Just saw that his light, Lisa, uh, light up for that fastest lap. Eighth position in TCR. This is a stunning opening stint of, you know, half a dozen laps or so by Kenny Marillo. He's pulled out 1.2 seconds on the rest of the field, now headed by Luger Mars in that white and martini striped Core Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. Dylan McAvern, he's got his mirrors filled with Michael McCann and the red, white, and black Porsche Cayman. And then behind them is the dark grey and highlight a yellow. And that is the uh, Matt Travis Nola sports car. As now the battered number 56. And remember, championship implications here for the co-driver Eric Foss in this car. Comes through the TCR field. And, yeah, it was a substantial impact on the back of Vim Barletta's BMW coming into the braking zone for turn one. Vin got spun around and has recovered. There'll be damage, I think, on the back of that Turner Motorsports BMW. But it's the grille and the front end of that AMG, that orange, that almost chrome orange, isn't it? of that car. It doesn't seem to be slowing the car down that much and clearly, Jeremy, it hasn't damaged the radiator because they would have brought him in straight away for that. So maybe it is just cosmetic. Yeah, it certainly affect the uh, the, the uh, handling of the car through the high speed corners. Going up through the hill it's got to be going up the hill's got to be a bit of a handful <laughs> I would imagine. But uh, it you know it's the most worrying aspect of that is the fact that is it likely to break off uh, and and fly up into the air and you know, be an impediment for somebody else following behind. That's the concern, I think, for for the team and certainly for race control. But you know, it seems to be uh, hanging in there at the moment, and he's in the middle of that pack um, and trying to work his way back through this TCR field. It looks like the grill surround. It's not just as if it was the Mercedes trefoil uh, and the radiator grill cover itself. It was, it's part of the grill surround that's been broken as well uh, and uh, that'll make a nice barbecue for somebody um, <laughs> later on this weekend nice barbecue grill with the Mercedes sign on the, the front of it Marillo then controlling this race at the moment but Luca Mars just a smidge closer this time around 156.7 from Kenny Marillo 156.2 from Luca Mars, so my eyes didn't deceive me, but it's still about a second. The battle going on further back is between Matt Travis in fifth in the 47, the white, yellow, and grey at the front, Nola Sport, Cayman coming into turn three now, and behind it, the red, white, and grey GR Supra, 
Kazoo Racing Supra, and behind that, another bright yellow car, the highlighted yellow, Alan Brynjolfsson Fault Racing Car, championship contender there. Oh, yes, absolutely. And remember, only one further chance to score points after this weekend, and that'll be at the season-ending Moto Petit Le Mans event at the end of uh, September and the beginning of, beginning of October over at uh, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. So points here are really important because you're running out of running out of opportunities, Jeremy, to gain points back on anybody around you. Yeah, true. And uh, yeah, a good finish today for that number seven car with Alan Brynjolfsson, who will be handing over the car to Trent Hinman in, uh, well, most likely about another half an hour or so as number 33 car still sits on pit lane. That's really disappointing for that team. Uh, a good solid finish again today for number seven car will pretty much put that championship out of reach of anybody else. Most likely is all they'll need to start, or need to do at the final round is start. But of course, they'll be looking for a lot more than that. Johnny Knotts down there in the pit lane. Our senior pit lane official for IMSA just explaining the situation to the guys uh, of the number 33 Hyundai, Mark Wilkins brought that car in uh, and uh, pass under yellow for the number five car. So that is the Alpha and that will be a drive through. Also, we've lost some of the grill uh, yeah. on that Mercedes. It's peeled. It's actually, it's not the Mercedes looking grill, actually. It was the the piece of mesh, fine mesh that sits in behind it to actually do the job of protecting the oil cooler and the radiator. That's disappeared between three and four. Check that between four and five. Uh, and that surround that I suggested was hanging off a little bit has disappeared. Some of that has appeared as well. So just to reiterate, a pass under yellow spotted by the eagle eyes of our corner marshals and race control by the number five alpha. So Roy Block will have to come in the pits, which he's doing now, and getting that right out of the way. I want to quickly check in with Shea Adam, talking about the front end damage to that AMG Shea. You were out of the pit wall, I saw you when they came around last time around, to check out the extent of the damage on the back of that BMW. I presume there must be quite a, quite a bit of a dent in the back of that BMW for Vim Barletta. Now it looks like it's perfect. Actually, it looks like the car just rolled what? off the truck. So for Vin Barletta, it was just a contact to the rear, spun around. But the Turner Motorsports BMW, it looks perfect. They must build those cars out of concrete. Well, okay, he, he lost or a bit tacos. of track position there. But uh, he's still running 21st in class uh, and extraordinarily has not had any damage to the back of it. Big dive down the inside last time around at turn four for Victor Gonzalez Racing. It was a contact there with the number 77 and Mason Felipe just pitched mm. the Elantra sideways, but front wheel drive car, you put your foot down and steer the way you want to go. And it generally speaking pulls itself straight. <laughs> it did on that occasion yes. at least. And a good, good save there by Mason. Uh, really good save because that was uh, yeah, pr pretty... Yeah, pretty stout hit there, but Jeff Mosey is working his way through them. But I'm still concerned. I'm sure race control will be concerned by the uh, that flailing bodywork. Yeah. Uh, and as 
various bit yeah very we've already seen a few bits and pieces fall off and as you say it was the it was the the mesh behind the grill but uh, but still it's uh, yeah it's not good to have things flying off racing cars in the middle of a race yeah there's bits of that car just peeling off this is a fast circuit and the the rushing air going past those parts uh, uh, it, it isn't it isn't designed to be in the air the way it's in the air and the air is doing damage, further damage to the front end of that car. It, it, as I said, it's cosmetic in terms of it's there to mount things onto. It's not structural, um, but clearly the air is not going around the front end and over the hood of that car, over the bonnet of that car, as it should do. It's also rather exposed the oil cooler and the water radiators at the front there to any debris that might get thrown up. Check in at the back of the field. We're coming up on 20 minutes of the two hours having been completed. Uh, and it is eight seconds at the front of the field between first and second. Kenny Marillo with Luca Mars trying to chase him down for Core Motorsports. And Shea Adam is down in Fordland with Billy Johnson. It's a good thing anytime you can come down to Fordland, but Billy, this is a new driver combo. You and Luca Mars have been teammates for most of the year. What's it like actually sharing the car with the fast young kid? Oh, it's awesome. I uh, really feel bad that Bob's not here. He unfortunately had that bad accident where destroyed the car and broke his hand. So always thinking about him. Hopefully he's uh, doing well and watching the race. But uh, yeah, Luca is uh, definitely a very talented young kid. He's been doing a great job all year long and really excited to be paired up with him in the car. And uh, yeah, he moved up four spots or three spots and he's sitting in second right now. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, opens up a lot more opportunities in terms of pit strategy for, for our team. But the core guys just busted their butts to get this 59 ready for this weekend for uh, me and Luca. Really thankful for all their hard work and uh, looking forward to seeing how this race pans out. Yeah, so are we all. We know that Bob McKaylee probably at home watching on your normal full-season co-driver. Uh, it's still the same group of guys, though, for CORE. What's it like working with them for another weekend, only with one Mustang in the stable this weekend? I'm just so appreciative of all their hard work. We just had rotten luck all year long. We definitely have been uh, a top five contending car. Definitely had some uh, wins that should have been there, but just things did not go our way. So really hoping uh, we get a solid uh, result out of this weekend to definitely give the team the, the results that their hard work deserves. It's a perfect blend of youth and experience, uh, former champion in this series. Billy, good luck today. Thank you. And unfortunately, John, I hate to tell you, the number 33 Hyundai is behind the wall. Yeah, I, I think the team have come to the recognition, Jeremy, that they're not going to be able to fix that uh, on pit yeah. lane, if at all. And I, I saw Johnny Knotts having a word with him. He he, he wasn't uh, laying the law down. He was just saying, look, I, I don't, I really don't think you guys need to be here when we get round to, to pit stop time. And that's a ways away at the moment. But, you know, it, it, it's a bit tight in the pit lane. So if you can't get it fixed, maybe it's a good idea to push behind the wall. And I don't think... Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of conversation. It looked very, uh, very amic amicable between the team and the, and the officials there on the pit lane. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, just uh, watching this this uh, lead group here, you know, the top two staying in, in pretty close contact there. The uh, number 59 car of Luca Mars pressuring Kenny Murillo, then a four-car battle behind them. Uh, really cool stuff. Talking to Billy Johnson, though, uh, he's... He's looking to, uh, currently, he has scored the most wins in this championship dating all the way back to uh, 
uh, the year 2000 with 23. He shares that number with uh, Matt Plum. They, uh, he also has 49 top three finishes as Billy Johnson uh, in his 135 previous starts. Uh, and uh, he's looking to, uh, to uh, become the sole leader in that category as well. He currently shares it uh, with uh, also with Matt Plum, coincidentally. Uh, but it's been a long time since Billy Johnson has been on the podium in this series. Of course, he wasn't eligible to compete because he was a, 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 a platinum-rated driver when he was a platinum-four driver. There's a bit soft number 56. Marilla Racing just brought in that 56 Mercedes. Jeff Mosing stayed behind the wheel. They topped him off with fuel and pulled off carbon bits from the front of the car. They did put some Bondo tape on the front, the 100 mile an hour tape to try and hold the nose piece that was flapping down a little bit better, but they only got the tape on one side. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see if it continues to be a movable aerodynamic device for the Mercedes. With just on 27 minutes gone of this race, our leader is still the number 72, Marilla Racing. Kenny Marillo still behind the wheel. And we are well outside of the pit windows, so shouldn't expect anyone to come back down the pit lane anytime soon. Luke Mars in second, and Dylan McAvern continuing to chase down that leading duo in third. But what a good start we have seen so far today from Matt Travis in the Nola Sport Porsche as Alfredo Najri starts to drop down the field a little bit as did he have an off somewhere around the track? I would imagine that he did because he had been running up well within the top five, now has dropped down to the seventh position. In TCR, it is still Harry Gottsacker for Team Texas leading the way in the Hyundai Elantra ahead of the Veloster of Tyler Gonzalez, our pole sitter, from earlier on in the day. In third in class and separated by David Brule, still in that Porsche. Third in class, the Hyundai Elantra of Mason Felipe and then Victor Gonzalez in the VGRT Team Honda in fourth position. Yes, Alfredo Najri definitely with the problems. He is going rather slowly through turns four and five around the track. James Pesic in the number 40 PF Racing Mustang having just gotten around it. Further up in the field, the number 96 of Vin Barletta continuing on his fight back, going up through the TCR field. A good effort from Vin as he continues to battle in his own right against the Porsche from BGB Racing. Tom Collingwood still driving that one. He now finds himself going up against the number two of AJ Moss, looking around the outside in turn one, leaves the door open. Here comes the Turner Taco Mobile, number 96, making the move stick on the Bellgarden Technicial Audi, who was battling with the number two in his own right. That was Eric Rockwell, leaving lots of space for Vin Barletta, very heads up driving there from the younger of the Rockwells. Everyone in the Rockwell family is a dentist. It's good to see that the son has followed in the dad's footsteps. We've got a battle brewing as Nick Lott has his hands full with Sheena Monk in the number 877 Mustang. They're coming into the backside of the field now. Sheena looks down the inside. Nick closes the door ever so gently on Sheena and maintains the spot for 10th position. Nick running way further up in the field than we've seen for Team Hardpoint. This is their home track 
and it's a great run for them so far today. Sean McAllister still to take over that car. Team principal Rob Ferriel with the race coming tomorrow, sitting on their pit box, cheering on this car for today's race. But it is still Kenny Morello with the lead, although it's now down to less than a second over Luca Mars in that Ford Mustang for core. And there is debris on the front straight. Three cars in a row just ran over it as it is on the racing line. A small piece of carbon shouldn't be too much of an issue for in terms of staying green. I don't think race control will be looking at that in terms of throwing a yellow. But that lead battle coming down ever so slightly as Luca Mars pole sitter from the last time out continues to press on. Nick Galante actually catching up with James Pesic as well. And there's a Porsche ahead of them for Team TGM. I think that is one of the plums. Yes, it is. Hugh Plum, who started that car, who he in and of himself trying to chase down Michael McCann for the number eight McCann Racing Porsche. It's been a great drive so far for the Team TGM Porsche, the car number 46, as now Sheena Monk looks at Nick Galante and decides to try again, flashing at the headlights as they go through the S's, but the Porsche just slightly more nimble, able to pull away on the front side of the track as they make the run up to Oak Tree. Riding on board with James Pesic gives a good view of just what the drivers are able to see at this point of the race and to be honest the windshield not terribly dirty it will get worse james pesic who's going to be handing over to joey hand later in the race joey's one of those people that you always like to have in your back pocket as the second driver with 30 minutes having elapsed we have 10 more minutes to go before the window is open for the pit stops and the second drivers will start to be getting into their cars second drivers just now starting to make their comfort breaks and getting ready for the hour and a half stint or just on an hour and 20 minute stint as it will be for them to take it to the checkered flag. In TCR, further back, we've got AJ Muss, Eric Rockwell, and Michael Johnson having caught back up to that duo now. Michael, remember, qualified very well. He's now just about four seconds behind those two. He was a lot further back earlier on, but that's a good drive back for Michael Johnson, who will be handing the car over to his longtime co-driver, Stephen Simpson. Battle for the lead is down to eight tenths of a second now. So it's about a tenth of a second a lap. I don't think Luca Mars will be able to catch back up before the pit stop sequence begins. Considering that lap times are about just on two minutes, that means we are about five laps away from the pit window actually opening. Harry Gottsacker with a nice lead over Tyler Gonzalez now that stretched out to just on three seconds between the pair of them. It was a lot closer a while ago, the last time I had checked. And Dylan McIvern hanging out in third. No threat from behind for Matt Travis, but no threat ahead to Luca Mars either. Alfredo Nasri starting to turn in some really good times as he is right behind his teammate, Anton Diaz Pereira. Now they both drive for Riley Motorsports, but now they are in separate cars. Anton in a Mercedes, whereas Alfredo is in the Toyota still. Both of them started in the Toyota at the beginning of the year. Hugh Plum continuing to try and make a break for it, but he is not able to break away from James Pesic, who presses on forward, trying to reel in the Porsche little by little. Remember, both of the TGM cars started from the back of the field, and they've now worked their way up. Well, the 46 has worked its way up to seven.
For those Alphaistas out there in the world, the Alpha Romeo currently running in the ninth position. Roy Block still behind the wheel. They had to serve a drive-through penalty for a pass under yellow, but that car, which is the second in the TCR championship, still moving its way up forward and continuing to be more and more of a threat in the TCR class. But Kenny Murillo's lead once again, another 10th that lap. Luca Mars is coming. I said I didn't think he was going to be able to get there before the pit sequence window opens up. Well, now all it's going to take is a slight hiccup from Kenny Murillo, and then we're going to have a Ford versus Mercedes battle. As soon as the two of them start battling, that'll welcome in Dylan McAvern to that party as well. And Matt Travis about two seconds further back of the duo. It's going to get fun for the lead here in just a couple of seconds. I believe I have Jeremy Shaw on the line now as well. Hello, Jeremy. Yeah, hello, Shay. That was uh, that was unfortunate. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Back again. Here we are, and uh, things are sort of spread out just a little bit at the front there. Uh, what was the problem for Alfredo Nadri? Did you see what happened to him? He's he's clearly off the he, pace. He's done three slow laps now. Yeah, he slowed down dramatically coming out of Oak Tree, Jeremy. I didn't yeah. actually see what the issue was, but he went slow for a couple laps there. He did, yeah, he's still running slowly. So Alfredo Nadri, who, who, who was running in the top five in that column 14, the the lone Toyota in the field has dropped back down the order. Uh, and uh, in the TCR, nothing has really changed other than Harry Gottsacker has extended his lead. There's uh, somebody off the road. Who off at that? turn one, I think that's Vin Barletta. Let's make sure it wasn't Dylan McAvern. Uh, yes, it was car number 96. So that was Vin Barletta going off at turn one, trying to pass some more of the TCR traffic. Jeremy looked innocent enough, though. Yeah, indeed. So he's got, he's got back on against me. An eventful run, uh, day for him, of course. He got punted off early on by uh, Jeff Mosey. He's got himself back, uh, sort of moving his way uh, somewhat back up the order, but that's going to cost him some more time. But Vin Barletta, he's charging along there still. He's back uh, into that trailer car. I think he's right behind now. The number 54 car seems to be, which is uh, Michael Johnson. He had that problem early on as well. Boy, it's been a dramatic race so far. But uh, meanwhile, up in front, <laughs> Kenny Marullo, as uh, he, he continues to lead, he, he has turned, uh, he's turning consistent laps in the mid mid one minute 56 is his best lap of the race well 156 zero last time around a 156 four so good consistent pace there for kenny marillo but luca mars hanging right there just a second or so behind him in that mustang in second position dylan McAvern, uh a little bit farther back in third and then matt travis who's having a really good run for the nola sport team in carla 47 in at the top in the top four and the championship leader anna brindyolson rounding out the top five it has been a really good run for that NOLA Sport Porsche, Jeremy. You're right with Matt Travis getting ready to hand over to Jason Hart. Jason getting the helmet on and getting ready once the pit window opens. They do have one top five finish on the season so far. Looking for another one here at VIR. Definitely the aim for that little team out of Texas. Yeah, it's been certainly a good, a good run for them. And uh, yes, yeah, a good run to think uh, up and down this field for, for various people. Uh, Hugh Plum has a tremendous drive in this race so far. In kind of a 46, he started... Uh, right at the back uh, of the pack in, in GS in the 19th position. And that number 46 car now up inside the top 10, running seventh position for Hugh Plum. That's Matt Plum's brother, of course. Uh, the two brothers will share this car, but a really good first stint for, for Hugh. He's, he's quite a long way back behind the leaders, 23 seconds behind the two leaders, but it's still been a really good charge through the field for Hugh Plum. Just got himself ahead of James Pezek over the last uh, lap or so. James Pedic running in eighth position there. That's that distinctive pink 
EF Racing Ford Mustang. That's car number 40. I do have some bad news, unfortunately, Jeremy. The number 33, Brian Honda Autosports Elantra that started at the back of the field, that's Mark Wilkins and Robbie Wickens. That car is officially retired. I'm actually standing in their pit box and it has been cleared out as we are now two and a half minutes away from the pit window opening. So I would expect to see a lot of teams coming in, not this lap, but the next lap at the completion of that one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, minimum drive time for this event is, is 40 minutes. 37 and a half minutes elapsed so far and many of these cars are running pretty much with a pro-am driver it's generally speaking the am or the lesser experienced driver who starts the race and then the the closer is the guy with more experience or the higher rating whichever, whichever is applicable so yes I, I think you're absolutely right Shia. i would expect pit stops very very soon now uh, in this uh, two-hour race I can tell you, Jeremy, that Volt Racing will be coming in soon. I've seen their guys springing into action, and I did see Robbie Foley going off to get ready for his stint, as well as Andrew Davis from McCann Racing. Robbie Foley driving the number 96 Turner Motorsport BMW. And already up on the wall, even though the pit stop won't be happening just quite yet, we've got the number 71 Rebel Rock Camaro. What a day it's been for them fixing their car late into the night with a new left front upright. Now they are ready to go as Frank DePew has very nearly completed his stint. He'll be handing over to the Flying Scotsman. That's Robin Liddell, who already has his helmet on. He's ready to go. Yeah, he'll be he'll be hopping up aboard that car at the earliest opportunity. And uh, that team, it's been, uh, well, as usual, it seems, a kind of a roller coaster season for that uh, Rebel Rock team. But they had one win at uh, Lime Rock Park a couple of races ago. Also had a couple of fastest race laps for Robin Liddell as well. He currently stands fifth in the championship despite all those, those uh, ups and downs they've experienced this season. So Robin will be looking to get aboard that car soon. Frank Dupuy done a nice opening stint. He's kept that car within a minute of the lead despite starting at the very, very back of the pack. So it'll be job done for Frank, Frank Dupuy. Next time around, that car will be in the pit lane. That's car number 71. Yep, and I'm also seeing pit boards dangling out now. The number 66, that's David Boulay, who's done a great job for the Kelly Moss Porsche. We've got the number 64, Team TGM Porsche. They are ready to receive Ted Giovannis. And as mentioned, the Turner Mobile, the number 96, Robbie Foley is up on the wall as well. They will be pitting Vin Barletta as soon as that window opens. Hugh Plum's turning some, some really good lap times. He's, uh, he, he's closing in on Michael McCann, who's ahead of him in car number eight. That's the car that started on the front row of the grid, of course, car number eight uh, for Michael McCann, the McCann racing Porsche 718. And uh, Hugh Plum in the team TGM Porsche started way, way behind him uh, at the back of the pack. So uh, that gap is not much at all. Now, here we are coming up to lap. That'll be the uh, number... That's number 72 car who leaves. It's just Kelly Maria right ahead of him now is the uh, sister, one of the two sister cars that is uh, Brent Mosing. Yeah, it, it must be. They've got a different car. Who's, which is that car in front of Was that, was that has it got a, a new, okay, they've got a new front on that car then, haven't they? In car number yes. uh, 56, yes. Beg your pardon. Into the pit. 
Into the pit lane comes the number 96. So Vin Barletta is the first pit caller on the day. Manages to make it in. Robbie Foley taking over. They do have new Michelin tires for this car. And Jeremy, yep, they just go by me on the front straight. That was Jeff Mosen getting passed by yeah. Kenny Murillo. Jeff needs to stay out for a couple more laps because of his trip down the pit lane. That's more time elapsed, meaning that his drive time needs to go a little bit longer because time on the pit lane does not count. We've also got Ted Giovannis into the pit lane. He'll be handing over to VIR favorite. That would be the one Mr. Owen Trinkler and Nola Sport into the pit lane after a great opening stint by Matt Travis. It's Jason Hart's turn. We've also got the 43 up on the wall, John. so we're going to see Sean Quinlan taking over, uh, getting out, excuse me, and handing over to Greg Leafouge here in just a few moments' time, Jeremy, as all the pit stops so far, very clean and under control, and I expect it's going to get a lot busier here in just a moment. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, some, some of the, the, I think the leading cars, they're the first uh, three or well, two or three at least, I don't think they'd quite met that uh, minimum of 40 minutes before they were... Uh, able to duck onto the pit lane. But as you say, Matt Travis uh, he has brought number 47 car in. Sean Quinnan also into the pit lane. And unsurprisingly, uh, un, uh, car number 71 of Frank Depew also onto the pit lane. It's been a good, uh, nice, clean 40 minutes to start this race. A good opening stint for pretty much everybody. A few little mini, mini dramas here and there. But other than that, a good close race up front. Penny Murillo has led the entire distance from the pole position. Jeremy, there's left rear damage to the 71 Camaro, the Rebel Rock Camaro. Uh, the bumper is hanging off just a little bit. I didn't see this before when it was out running around the track, so I'm wondering if that's something that might have happened on the inlap. But either way, they're doing the work to the car, changing all four of the Michelin tire stickers for Robin Liddell as the 43 Stephen Cameron Racing BMW pit stop comes to a close now. And right now, we only have the Rebel Rock Camaro on the lane. They have noted that the bumper was hanging down a bit. Looked as if they could try and pop it back in as if it was a bit of an errant Lego piece and running back over to grab a piece of tape. Yeah, they are going to take the time and tape the bumper back on. Very smart work by this team to make sure that it does not come loose later and cause more of an issue for Robin Liddell. We do have the 56 onto the pit lane at this point in time. Jeff Mosing is in, so we're going to have to double check and make sure that he did meet minimum drive time. But that is handing over to Eric Foss, second in the championship and a long way to go in this race to try and claw back points. Also into the pit lane, Dylan McAbird in the 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. He's handing over to Bill Oberlin. We've also got the number 22 hardpoint Porsche. That is fuel and yes, they are doing a driver change. Nick Galante out and Sean McAllister getting in. Oh, and the 12 Mercedes is come down on the pit lane now as well. At 21, excuse me, a little bit of dyslexia there. That is going to be a full service. Anton Diaz Pereira getting out. Scott Andrews getting in, and he has been waiting for that opportunity for a very long time today. Let's make sure that the Turner BMW merges peacefully. Yes, it does, as Bill Oberlin does. And Capstone is also in with their Mercedes. That is a driver change. Chris Wilson taking over for Gary Pereira. These couple cars have had a flawless season as far as the Bronze Cup is concerned. The number 11 Capstone Mercedes has been running in every race so far this season. And Jeremy, I'm pretty sure they've won every race in the Bronze Cup, haven't they? Uh, six of the eight, actually. Two of them went to Brett, Brett we Mosing go. in 10 Pro, but it certainly has been a great season for that Capstone team, Chris Wilson and Gary Ferreira. Uh, and um, the uh, that number 56 car with the, that problems early on, yeah, you know, they're going to bring it home, but... It's, it's looking better and better for the championship, but it's number seven 
Bolt racing Aston Martin of Alan Brynjolfs, who's still out there running in the third position in Carnival 7, doing a super job there. Uh, and hats off also, you just mentioned number 21 car on pit lane, Anton Diaz Pereira. He's had all sorts of dramas over the last couple of seasons. That team, or that pairing, he and Scott Andrews switched from a Toyota to a Mercedes at the last round. Anton just feels so much more comfortable uh, in this Jeremy. Mercedes. Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but the number seven Volt Racing Aston Martin went very, very, very slowly down the front straight. I think they were trying to get him to pit, and he missed the call, but he is crawling into turn one. So you'll have to keep an eye on that on the cameras, because now he's out of my eyesight. Wow, I mean, it's surely kind of run out of fuel in that car, because uh, they've only done uh, 40, 45 minutes. He should be able to do a lot more than that, but uh, that car is clearly not up to speed. The championship leader, wow. They've had a, a, a flawless season so far, pretty much. But uh, something has gone wrong there. I don't think he's going to make it round much further. He's brought that car to a halt. And that is going to bring out a full course caution. Yep, he needs a tow to come back in. I've just seen the hand signal given from Bobby V upon the Volt Racing pit box. That is our championship leader in massive strife. And just coming into the pit lane was the number 15 Belgard and Technicil. Now they made it in in their Audi before the full course caution came out, but there was a lot of white smoke pouring from the left front of that car. Maybe there was contact at some point. I don't know what happened with Volt, but the crew is standing up on the wall completely and utterly befuddled, Jeremy. Yeah, that's really bad, uh, bad luck for that team. And it's extremely good fortune for all those cars that have already made a pit stop. If they've stayed on the lead lap, which is that most of them will have done. Uh, I'm not quite sure about the number 71 car, actually. That might not have done. We'll have to wait and see when the cars pack up behind the safety car. But this is uh, excruciating news here for Trent Hinman. Uh, he was just looking to take over this car. I'm sure he'd be planning to get in this car very, very shortly. They were trying to run a little bit longer now just to give them a slightly wider fuel window toward the end of the race. But it's, uh, it's backfired with this team. Whatever has happened, that car's ground to a halt out on the racetrack at uh, turn two. And he's going to have to get a tow back again. And that's going to put that car out of contention. So both of the top two cars in the championship have had problems uh, in this race so far. And third place in the championship, currently leading on the racetrack. So, yes, it has been an interesting day. Volt Racing, by the way, telling Alan Brynjolfsson, stay calm, recycle the power. The car did just die for him out on the track. Yeah, and there's, there's uh, certainly a, yeah, a procedure he can go through there in the cockpit of this car to try and recycle that ignition, uh, the, the, the electrical system, uh, and try to get it uh, fired up again. But these... There's computerized systems on these cars these days. It's not quite the way it used to be. We just sort of kind of flick a switch, uh, maybe the master switch on and off again, and, and off you'll be able to go. Let's see. Uh, no, he's, he's under tow now, isn't he? That number seven car. Yeah. That's going to come into the, the pits by the back door. And, um, yeah, so that's a very, very uh, costly costly problem for this number 17 it's been an absolute tremendous season i mean finishing every single race in the top uh seven positions their worst result was the season opener at daytona where they finished in, in seventh place after that they've had second a win a second a sixth a third a second and a fourth that's a pretty remarkable streak in a, in a series as competitive as this one 
And bad news also for fans of Toyota. The number 14 Riley Technology car has just gone behind the wall. They entered the closed pit, made the hard right turn back to the garage area. So dramas for them as well. Wow, so the, the best of the TCR cars now running inside the top 10, by the way. Harry Gottsack, who pulled out a bit of an edge over Tyler Gonzalez. He took the lead uh, on the, well, when they were battling traffic about, around about lap, uh, lap four, did Harry Gottsack. He's pulled out several seconds over Tyler Gonzalez, but that van der Stur racing Hyundai Veloster, the older car, still hanging in there in the second position. Those two are now running in ninth and tenth overall. And uh, we'll, they will... Everybody now will pack up behind the safety car and then the pits will be open. The close, pits are closed right now. Once everybody has packed up, the pits will be opened and it'll be the GS cars will have an opportunity to make a pit stop at the first, uh, first time around. The number, number 71 car did indeed go a lap down. Uh, by the time he'd made that, that driver change from Frank Dupuy to Robin Liddell, he is a lap down. That's the bad news. The good news is they will regain that lap when the other leaders come onto pit lane, but they won't leapfrog to the front like the cars that have already stopped will do. And by those, I'm talking Bill Arbelin, Jason Hart, Tom Collingwood. Uh, no, Tom Collingwood, that was, a, that was a penalty. So the number 95 car and number 47 currently running in 11th and 12th positions on the road. They are the first two cars to have made their pit stop and stayed on the lead lap. Also, Sean McAllister in the hard point Porsche, car number 22. He's 18th at the moment, but third of the, of the teams that have already made a pit stop in this race. Will it move up Eric Foss as well, Jeremy? Because he was a bit further down the standings, having made a pit stop earlier on Jeff Mosing to do repairs for the crash damage. Well, the sister car will definitely be coming onto the pit lane. The 72 pit board is down and waving. We've got the 59 core motorsports. I don't think they're up on the wall just quite yet. They might be leaving Luca Mars out for a minute. Uh, no, he has come into the pit. So first off, we've got uh, Kristen Simchek, who will be taking over for Kenny Morello in the number 72 Mercedes. It is Billy Johnson time in for Luca Mars in the 59 core Mustang. We've got Hugh Plum handing over to Matt Plum for Team TGM, Sheena Monk's day is done as she jumps out of the 877 Ford Mustang, handing over to Kyle Marcelli. And it is time for Joey Hand to get comfy here around VIR as he takes over the 40 PF Racing Mustang in place of James Pesnick. Also in Tom Collingwood, handing over to Spencer Pompelli. We've got Mark Siegel in for the number 93 Carbon Racing Porsche. That means it's time for Tyler McQuarrie to take over, series champion from a couple years ago. Number eight McCann Racing Porsche also into the pits. That means that Michael McCann's day is done, and it's time for Andrew Davis. All of these cars that I have just listed off, fuel and tires, but the first car to get back rolling once again, brilliant pit stop by Dean Martin's boys and girls for Core Motorsports. The Mustang rumbles by in the lead. Second on the pit lane is the number 72 Mercedes, and third for Team TGM, so a good stop for Team TGM as well. Wow, so that's a, a big turn, turn around that. Did I see the Mustang get out? Did you see the Mustang got out ahead? Yes, you did. Yes, okay, well done. So a great pit stop there for the, the uh, core motorsports team. That Mustang had been running in second place, a tremendous first did for, for Luca Mars. He was too young to take part in the first race of the season at Daytona, but he had his uh, 16th birthday 
uh, on uh, March the 8th, did Luca Mars. He's from Sewickley, Pennsylvania. That enabled him to make his debut in the second round of the season at Sebring. And since then, whenever he's qualified the car, he's been in the top five on the grid. That's pretty impressive, including a pole position, his first pole position, of course, last time out at Road America. Now, he, he tracked the leader there all the way to this first round of pit stops, and he's handing that car over to Billy Johnson, who knows how to get things done. And that's just the first round of pit stops that we are going to see. Those cars will still need another splash unless we get a lot more yellow to make it to the end of this race. But TCR cars, which are coming up next, they should be pretty close to making it to the end. And on this racetrack, you can save a little bit of fuel. So I know the pressure's on for these second drivers waiting up on the wall to take over. And I got to say, Jeremy, I don't think everybody is up on the wall getting ready for their pit stop changes just quite yet. Um, no, actually, we might have all the TCR cars up on the wall. Now that yeah. the GS crews have backed down a little bit, I think we are going to see the entire TCR field coming in. And then it will be a straight dogfight for them to the end of this race. Yeah, the, the only car that will not come in in TCR, I think, is uh, Denis Dupont in number uh, 15, uh, because I think he had fallen a lap behind after yes. making that stop, certainly to the race leader, and he doesn't seem to have taken the wave around. So uh, that car will stay out, and that will move him back on the lead lap when all the other TCR cars pit. But yes, uh, I mean, Harry Gottsacker and, and, and Tyler Gonzalez, they're running... Uh, now, actually, first on the road, they're behind a few of the GS cars that had been lapped, but they will be into the pit lane now, but they are leading the race overall, but will give up that lead of the overall race when, as they come into the pits at this, in, at, right, this uh, at this instant. And that number 15 Audi will be staying up because that's the one that came into the pit lane with left front damage and a lot of white smoke pouring out from that corner of the car. Into the pits come our TCR leaders. Car number 98, the first one onto the pit lane, but one of the last ones to hit its marks because the box is so far down. It is Harry Gottsacker handing over to Parker Chase and new tires going on the front of that Hyundai Elantra. We've got a driver change at the 77 as well. Tyler handing over to Tyler, so it's nice that that uh, peaceful exchange is going on. For the number 19, that was a driver change going on down there. Just wanted to make sure I was right with Vandersher. Rory has taken over for race winner earlier on today, Tyler Gonzalez. We now have a driver change, the number 54 Hyundai. That is Stephen Simpson taking over for Michael Johnson. Michael, who qualified super well earlier on in the day. Ryan Norman has taken over the number two, Brian Hurd Autosport Elantra, in place of AJ Musk. We've got an engine revving from the 98 Hyundai. This was the first one to come into its pit box, and Parker Chase waiting to take it out. His egress will be blocked a little bit, though, as he tries to rejoin the pit lane, and oh, he joins right behind the number 19. So Vanderster racing back to the head of the TCR field. Third car off the pits. Excellent stop from VGRT in their Honda, and their side-by-side -side contest going on as the number two, Ryan Norman, will need to yield to the 77. No, the 77 hits its brakes, not knowing proper pit etiquette as to who has priority. The 77 was in the fast lane, and he slowed down instead of the car on the inside, which was the number two of Ryan Norman. I'm sure race control is going to have a look at that and tell them to fix that order. But we are still waiting on Steven Simpson, who's the last car on the pit lane, and stalls it before being able to get rolling once again there goes Stephen and now the pit lane is empty that's the good news you can take a breath then finally Shay great stuff there Whew.
and uh, the, the, the order up front there. So we've got the cars that had already pitted the top four on the road right now. Car number 95, car number 47, the 20, number 22 and the number 43. They'd already made their pit stops before this caution period. Billy Johnson is next in car number 59. Then for some reason, Roy Block did not come into the pits in the KMW uh, Alfa Romeo Juli Julieta. So I'm not sure whether there's a miscommunication there or, or what happened as the replay there of the uh, safety car being pushed off the road. That's curious. Um, at, uh, at turn 12 there at Oak Tree, <laughs> Tree Corner as, the, as the, uh, the wave around is going right now. And all those cars that had been between the safety car and the overall race leader, which is car number 95, are waved past. They can now run around to the back of the pack and take up their positions. If they want to come onto the pit lane now, they can. Uh, and uh, yeah, a couple of them might just for a quick splash, but not going to have a lot of time to do so. So unlikely, but they will be able to rejoin the back of the pack. And I think that will leave every car in this race, which I think is 30, back on the lead lap again for the restart. Oh, well, Jeremy, I've got good news and bad news for Aston Martin fans out there around the world. The number seven Volt racing Aston Martin back on the pit lane. The bad news, though, it is crawling at an absolute pace. I don't think it's even going to make its pit box, and its crew guys are sprinting up the pit lane. It is hot out today, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very warm. And these boys and girls, uh, men and women, are wearing black fire suits with yellow accents as the bright yellow Volt racing Aston Martin comes to a stop in the transition lane of the pit lane. It will need the power of its crew to push itself back into the box. Into the pit lane comes the Alfa Romeo. It does dive around the stricken Aston Martin and makes it into its box. I don't know why it didn't pit that first time by Jeremy. They were up on the wall waiting for it. So I will have to find out if that was a miscommunication between driver and crew as for when to come in and pit. But the important thing is Tim Lewis Jr. is climbing aboard and Roy Block has gotten out of that car. They are putting new front tires on the car and it will be ready to go out and fight for another win this season already with three under its belt, looking for another one and potentially the championship lead, looking ironically for the championship lead against a car, the car number one, that hasn't won a race so far this year. Now, the Aston is not under any power other no. than human power uh, so and it's already take a little bit more work yeah it's already three laps down shay so any chance of a good good result for this team has pretty much gone out of the window already so although it's disappointing to see the car being pushed down pit lane it's really not uh, it's not going to have much of an impact in of itself the problem of course was caused out on the racetrack when that car uh, ground to a halt I to try and find out what that was they're, they're going to refuel the car, of course, now, and Trent Hinman will take over, but uh, he's pretty much out of contention now. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that must have been just a miscommunication with the Alfa Romeo team there. Uh, and that'll be costly because that'll put Tim Lewis Jr. at the back of the pack. But he's used to coming from the back of the pack is Tim Lewis Jr. Uh, he's uh, had a couple of wins from, from the back of the field. So he, that car is fast. He knows it's fast and he'll be confident of moving his way forward once we get back to green. But during that round of pit stops in TCR, the Van der Stur racing team was able to get Rory Van der Stur back out ahead of Harry Gottsacker's number 98 car. So uh, the pole sitter in TCR is now back in the lead of the class. 
And we did just have four cars come down the pit lane and take advantage of that opportunity to get a splash more of fuel. The first of which was the 21 Mercedes from Riley. That was also the first car to leave the pit lane again. The 96 Turner Motorsport BMW, the 11 Capstone Mercedes, and the number 64 Team TGM Porsche. They all came in, just splashed it, and then went back out. So look for them to possibly elongate their stint just a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, for uh, particularly there for um, for Owen Trinkler there and Scott Andrews, you know, great strategy there. Those those cars were a lap down, so uh, they had come in now. It's, it, they're going to be at the back of the pack in any case. Take on a splash of fuel. It enabled them them to extend their middle pits pit window during this race because, as you said a few minutes ago, everybody almost certainly would need one more stop to get to the end of this race. TCRs, possibly not. GTS cars, almost certainly. So that'll extend them, their, 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 uh, their fuel window. And I think it's a very good strategic call by each of those three, uh, four GS teams to come onto the pit lane right there. I do have an update on Volt Racing for the number seven. They did run out of fuel, Jeremy, and the problem is you cannot wow. refuel in the paddock. They could only refuel on the pit lane, so the crew had to push the car all the way down to their pit box, which is where the WeatherTech pit box is, i.e. very far down the pit lane, and then they were able to refuel. Now they're trying to jump the battery, so the day has gone from bad to worse for Volt Racing, but as you say, any chance of a good finish already well and truly out the window. We do have two more cars in for Splash of fuel, including the number 66 Kelly Moss Porsche. This is Alec Udell driving it now. Mike Johnson calling strategy on this one. He knows how to win races in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. And also the 56, that's Eric Foss bringing the car down the pit lane and taking on just a little bit more fuel. Alec Udell gets out ahead of Jeff, uh, excuse me, of Eric Foss. Well, I'm, I'm amazed that the Aston Martin would have run out of fuel. I mean, it's only a 45 minute stint. Uh, so there's something awry there because that car should be able to do, I would say, 50 minutes. Um, you know, we, we, we saw several cars coming in at the 40 minute mark. Well, that was purely strategic so they could get their faster driver at the wheel at the earliest opportunity. And for them, of course, this worked out perfectly with the timing of this full course caution. But uh, the Aston Martin should have been able to do a lot longer than that. So uh, they, they should not have needed a pit stop. Uh, they, they shouldn't have been running out of fuel. That's something. Something went uh, amiss there. Either they miscalculated the amount of fuel that went in or something else. But whatever, it's a very uncharacteristic mistake for that Volt Racing crew to make. Do you think maybe they short-filled him just enough for the opening stint, Jeremy, to try and make the car lighter and better on the tires that he had qualified on, giving him just enough to get to that 45-minute mark, making the car also easier for Alan Brynjolfsson? There am part of the equation to drive. It's just uh, a thought. Indeed, and, and certainly conceivable, but once again, a strategic error there, because if that was the case, they, they, they know how far, you know, that we're, what, nine-tenths of the way through the season, so they, they should be fully on top of the fuel consumption of these cars, so um, and, unless he missed, uh, missed the call to come into the pits, which is also a possibility, I suppose, then uh, whatever it is, it's a strategic error, and a very rare one by that Wright Motorsports team. You are right, Jeremy. And now everybody who has been invited to come down the pit lane is taking advantage of that, meaning that the next time that uh, we see these cars come near its start finish, it should be a call to go back to green. I can't tell if the lights are out on the safety car as of yet, but it should be getting ready for that. Ended.
It's going to be a very exciting um, final, what, uh, 56 minutes of this race. We're just over half distance now. And, uh, that, uh, that, that mark was hit to last time around during this full course caution. And this is going to be a fascinating contest at the end. We've got uh, 29 cars on the lead lap. Did uh, Denis, where's Denis Dupont out on the racetrack? Did he, did they mess that up somehow? Did they not get their late lap back? He, he, where is he on the racetrack? Oh, okay, might, they might have messed that up uh, because he certainly had an opportunity to get back on the lead lap, I think, but doesn't seem to have done so. So 29 cars then on the lead lap for the restart, including nine TCRs. Green flag is back out and waving as Preston is up there quite vigorous. And it is Bill Arbelin who is the first car to see it first in the number 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. That's the one with the white hood as there's a bit of a gap back to the second half of the field. And we go three wide as Kyle Marcelli hangs it around the outside. Ford Ford Camaro going through turn one. Camaros are door banging and Robin Liddell's bumper has broken loose as the tape trying to hang on. The left side of that car does not work. And Owen oh, Trinkler gets loose as well i think he got help there jeremy i think somebody got a nose on his left rear yeah that was a tank slapper there for for owen trinkler that was a massive moment he had full lock on one side a full lock on the other but he held onto it uh, and away he goes again let's have a look and see we can see what happened there it was super tight there was you say a whole bunch of mustangs there the camaro's rear bumper was already hanging looser that's gonna that car i think almost certainly is gonna have to make a pit stop i think he got a helping hand actually from the camaro did owen trinkler uh, and that's what put him sideways coming out of turn three, but a really a job to hold, hold on to it. And I got a text from Owen earlier on today, said, uh, watch out for us in the second part of this race. And yeah, don't count him out yet. He's <laughs> quite a long way down the order, but he is going to be charging hard in that uh, car number 64. He is, and we've got a couple of penalties to let you know about car number 877. That is the J.G. Wentworth Mustang. That has a penalty for running over a hose tool part person or other in their pit box. That is a drive-through. And also car five, the Alpha, pass under yellow. I think that's the second time today for them. Another drive-through penalty. So that's not helping their championship aspirations. Jason no, Hart is wasting no time in pushing super hard in the Nola Sport Porsche. Sorry, Jeremy, he goes purple in sector two on our first green flag lap. Yeah, really good. He's, he's charging hard, isn't he? There's a lot of people charging hard here, trying to make up some ground here in the uh, in the first laps after the restart. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a heck of a, a fight from here on in. Fastest laps already turned there by Jason Hart, who's just turned a new fastest lap of the race in Canada. Uh, 47 as we see the number 84 that's Alex Rockwell taking a very wide line there have you been onto the grass he's going to cost him a lot of time sound at uh, yes it is turn 17 yeah just a little bit too wide in hog pen and the track just draws you out there but the good news is there is a long way to go before you hit anything and Alex the father of the uh, Rockwell family managing to get the car back into the pit lane no harm no foul and did not bring out a full course caution which means we are still green and the battle for the lead rages on as Bill Oberlin has his mirrors full of Jason Hart this is car number 95 for the BMW versus number 47 for the Porsche that's another car that's that just had so, you know quite a bit of bad luck this season uh, they've been in, in position to, to look to, to score a good result on several of several of occasions but uh, luck hasn't really fallen their way they have done up they've missed uh, a, a race or two this season but they've certainly been strong anytime they've been out there and uh, Jason Hart has a, a massive amount of experience 
and he's got himself in, into a good position now and he will be looking to take full advantage of, of, of that. Uh, the best result so far was a fifth position. That was at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, but right now running in second position, just set the fastest lap of the race. Battle is well and truly alive in TCR as well as Rory Vandersteer has picked up where Tyler Gonzalez began, taking the number 19 far up into the lead, still trying to fend off Parker Chase. But now we welcome Carl Whitmer to this equation. The number 99 Honda for VGRT was super fast in both of the practice sessions yesterday. And Carl was the one who was turning in those times. So we know that that car, which won at Sebring, keep in mind, is a very real threat for the win here at VIR. Battle for the lead in, uh, in TCR continues. Uh, Rory van der Sur has that lead. Parker Chase right behind him. So the older Hyundai Veloster taking a very defensive lie down there into turn one is Rory van der Sturen. He's going to slide a little bit wide there, uh, but Parker Chase not quite close enough to take advantage. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, Carl Whitmer in the Honda car number 99 has closed right up there, looking to make a challenge for second place into turn three. Wisely backs out of it. Uh, and uh, he knows he's got a fast car here and he's going to bide his time and try and make a nice clean pass for second. And then he hopes put the pressure on Rory Vandersteer. Just under 51 minutes to go in this contest. It is a long way from being done. And Carl Whitmer is well aware of that. We've just had a car go back behind the wall. That would be the number 11 for Capstone with their Mercedes. Is there is significant rear bodywork damage to the number 19 Vandersteer Racing Veloster. Wonder where that came from. And all oh, Rory is drifting it going up through the top of the S's. That looked like fun. Yeah, oh, the bodywork is falling off now, Jeremy, too. Yeah. It is. He's made, clearly made some contact there. That car, that uh, bodywork is flapping around. That's going to cause a. Uh, it's going to be like a big uh, air break on the back of that car. And now the Honda is pulling out along. Going to try and drag up alongside the Hyundai on the straight. Not quite able to do so. He's got to tuck in the behind again. But yeah, once it, we I tell you what, Shay, we've seen a lot of cars uh, suffering rear bodywork damage in this race, haven't we? Uh, as the yeah, the Elantra the, the, the there taken advantage of the fact that, that air brake on the on the Veloster has slowed it down significantly on the straights. New leader in made TCR. Made a big difference. Yeah, made a big difference. Well, new leader has been restored in TCR as the 98 is the only other car in TCR that has been leading aside from the 19. And where did the damage come from? It did come from contact with the 98 Parker Chase now behind the wheel of that car and now into the lead of the race. But I'll tell you what, Jeremy, Rory Vandersteer is not letting Parker Chase run off into the distance, despite the fact that he basically has a wind sail behind him. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hang on there the best he can. But uh, yeah, there was certainly some contact between the two, wasn't there, at turn one on that last lap. But Rory Vandersteer was taking a very, very defensive line down there as well. So... Uh, I'm sure the stewards will have taken a look at that incident to see whether there should be any blame apportioned. But right now, Rory van der Sturen, he's getting defensive again now. He knows he's got a, a stricken car. That's another team that had, has had all sorts of bad luck, it seems, this season. And there's a uh, another bit of a bump farther back down the field. Robin Liddell running off the road oh. there at turn five. Or turn four Trying B, I guess it was. Trying to dive down the inside of Scott Andrews. Yeah, dive bomb him. Um, unless it was the other way around. It, when, it, when they crossed the line on a previous lap, Liddell was ahead of Andrews, in actual fact. Huh. 
Yeah, it could have gone either way, Jeremy. Perfectly fair. We'll have to wait for more information on that. But you mentioned uh, cars number 98 and 19, both of the Hyundais, that that incident would be looked at. And indeed, it is. Race Control is taking another gander at that look as the number 19 of Roy Vanderster continues to drop down ever so slightly. And Carl Whitmer staring at the back of the car, trying to figure out a way past. The battle for the lead in GS, by the way, has not lessened up any. We still have Jason Hart half a second behind Bill Oberlin as the two of them pull ever so slightly away. But it is now the number 43, the Sean Quinlan, Gregory Leofuge uh, racing for Stephen Cameron. That car is up into third with Billy Johnson in fourth for the Ford Mustang. Kristen Simchak, who took over the pole sitting car, the number 72, the Morello racing car that hasn't had an issue in this race. That is up in fifth as Matt Plum now in the sixth position for Team TGM, having gotten around Hardpoint, the number 22 of Sean McAllister. And uh, each of the uh, top uh, six cars turned their best lap of the race last time around, including Christian Shimjak in the fifth position, the car number 72, who's just, just set a new fastest lap of the race, a 1 minute 54.795 for the fifth place car, car number 72. Uh, meanwhile, that battle in TCR is going on again, and uh, Parker Chase has the lead. Rory van der Sur still remains in second position. Carl Whitmer right behind him. Then Michael Lewis and Tyler Max and two more. The Brian Herder Autosport Hyundais are right there as well. It's car number one and car number 77. Carl Whitmer studying the back of the Hyundai Veloster, seeing bits of it that he's never seen before as the bodywork flaps around and exposes the underlinings of the bumper of that car. He'll be trying to figure out an opportunity to make his time. Meanwhile, Bill Oberlin has lit the afterburners, and now the back battle for the lead is up to three quarters of a second. So Bill pushing a little bit harder than he had before. Maybe he's been given the all clear to go for tacos tonight, as that is the traditional Turner celebration. But the battle for the top five, well, they're all well within a straight of each other, Jeremy. They can all see each other and know that they're all still there. Agree. Uh, so this is a, a tremendous battle developing there. But look, Bill Oblin in the lead of the race, and he doesn't need much second bidding, does he? Bill Oblin is uh, it, this is his 121st start in this particular championship. He's got 19 wins to his credit, looking to make it number 20 for Turner Motorsport. Finally, up into second place in TCR goes Carl Whitmer. And uh, Carl Marcelli must have had some sort of a drama after that restart. He can't break 77. He's fallen back to the back. He had of the a drive-through penalty, Jeremy, oh, did for uh, running over pit equipment. Yes, and yeah. into the pits has actually come Nola Sport in the number 47. Uh, Matt Travis started that car, and Jason Hart was in second. Let me run up to their pit box and see if I can tell you what's going on. Yeah, that's uh, 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 that's. Elevated and Gregory Leofouge, who finished uh, on the podium last time around for Stephen Cameron Racing. And that number 43 BMW shares that car uh, with uh, Sean Quinlan, who drove a nice clean opening stint. But in the lead there uh, is Bill Arbelin. Jay? Left rear tire for Jason Hart for the number 47. Oh, no, they changed both of the left side tires. And we've got up on the wall Rebel Rock. They're ready to receive Robin Liddell and give him new sticker tires as well. Well, I'll tell you what, now we've got 45 minutes remaining in this race, so all the GS cars can get to the end from here. I think I would suggest that the NOLA Sport team, recognizing that, come in, get uh, fresh tires on that car, top it off with the fuel, ready to go to the end from here. If there is a full course caution, that will play out 
possibly play out in their favour, assuming everybody else needs to make a pit stop as well, which I think, unless it's a long caution, they probably will. So they've got that, that uh, pit stop out of the way. Maybe also Jason Hart reckoned he was being held up a little bit by Bill Oblin, so if he can get out in clean air, turn some fast laps, uh, he's assuming Oblin also has to come into the pits, which is more than likely because he actually came in before that caution period, as, of course, did Jason Hart. Uh, they came in before the caution period race. That is why they're at the front of the field right now. So it's uh, still strategy to be played out in this race. Yeah, and there is an oil pressure alarm that's going off from Robin Liddell's dash, so he is going to make his final stop sooner than later so they can do fuels, tires, and try and figure out if that oil sensor is a real issue or maybe just a false alarm. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be certainly hoping it's a false alarm, but uh, you, uh, you you can't afford to make you can't afford to gamble on that one. That's for sure. But th there shouldn't he be any is fuel in the issues. Pit lane. Yeah. Okay. No, not not a fuel issue, but just the oil sensor issue. Brakes are actually steaming as the crew goes to work changing all four Michelins. And let's see, Robin is pushing buttons on the steering wheel. I can see that from here as the crew is doing left sides only. And yeah, now the hood goes up. They're going to have a bit of a gander at this one before they send Robin back out on the circuit. That wasn't very nice. Then number one car ushering number 19 car off the road as they came down the hill. Uh, left him absolutely no room at all there, did the uh, the uh, Hyundai Elantra driver. And the Veloster. No, that wasn't very friendly. No. Well, the Camaro still sits on the pit lane. They did add some oil. We've now got Robin trying to fire the car back up. It is not cooperating at the moment. Let's see if they can get it refired. There we go. There's life in that good old V8 engine after all. And Robin goes out onto the circuit. So at this point in the race, not looking for a win, uh, realistically, as Rebel Rock, but looking to get to the end of the race will be a moral victory for the crew. Remember, they had to completely rebuild the car after an accident in practice yesterday. So for them, this is about making it to the checkered flag. It is, and that would be a great result after all the dramas they've gone through. have hardly any track time as we came with the off for uh, uh, Frank Dupuy yesterday caused quite a lot of damage to that car. As Shay was explaining earlier on, had to wait try and find some spare parts finally flown down from Michigan from the Pratt and Miller a base where these cars uh, these uh, GT4 cars are produced and uh, they're able to get that car back out again uh, this morning but uh, more dramas during the race uh, and if they can bring it home with a good finish they'll be they'll be pretty happy with that Bill Oberlin continues to lead, and he's now extended it up to 1.2 seconds over Gregory Leofus. Remember, it was the Nolasport Porsche that was closer behind him, but the battle is on as Billy Johnson has caught up to Leofus, and now the battle is on for the lead once again. Parker Chase having to fend off Carl Whitmer as they go into turn one. Carl is close, but is he close enough? Oh, he looks up the inside. He's going to try and draw alongside of Parker, but unfortunately, he's on the wrong side for the next complex of corners. Wisely backs out of it and waits for another opportunity to make the pass. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, still, there's still 40 minutes remaining in this race, so uh, patience is a virtue. Don't uh, throw it off the road trying to make a pass at this stage when you think you might have a clearer opportunity later on. And Carl Whitmer is the youngest of the four Whitmer brothers, all of whom have had uh, a lot of success in different categories of motor racing. And uh, Carl has 
Uh, that, that team, has, uh, they've scored one win this season. He and Victor Gonzalez looking for number two. They've been fast on several occasions. They've had some slightly curious strategies in a few occasions this season. But uh, they're running well at the moment and in that second place in Calibre 99. 40 minutes to go in this race, and we still have no idea who's going to win it. Uh, Christian Simchek up into fourth position, though, and Matt Plum. How about Spencer Pompelli up in sixth position, though, for BGB Motorsport? Did you see that one coming, Jeremy? Because I certainly didn't at the beginning of the day. Well, look, uh, Spencer Pompelli has already set uh, fastest lap on three different races this season. We know he's fast. We know <laughs> that car is fast. He's just turned his best lap of the race, at 1 minute 55.024, which was virtually identical to the race leader, Bill Arbelin, on that lap, but still with you know, just under 40 minutes remaining, uh, Spencer Papelli is in good position now. Uh, Tom Collingwood did a, you know, did a nice job. They had those uh, penalties to serve early in the race. They did so, kept it in contention, and now handed over to Spencer Papelli. He was, that, that was the fastest car in the first session of the weekend with Spencer at the wheel. So we know the car is, is very, very competitive. We know how good Spencer Papelli is. Let's see what he can do from here on in. Yeah, well, one guy who's very eager with what's going on at the front of the field is Dylan McIverne. And Dylan, you're sitting up there all nice and calmly on the pit box, but your insides right now must be going a bit crazy watching the names of the guys behind Bill. Is BMW just a good car to have at VIR, though? Yeah, the BMW power is awesome this weekend. Um, we have a great setup on the car, and obviously Bill's the guy for the job. Um, worried a little bit about the heat, but it feels like the ambience coming down here a little bit, which is going to help us out tremendously. When I was in the car, we were dancing with overheating, um, which has been an issue here with you know the ambient being so high. But uh, anyway, Bill's running a really, really smooth, clean race. He's got nothing but clean air in front of him, and uh, we're looking really good. Do you guys need to make one more stop, or are you good to the end? We'll see what those caution flags look like. I love it. Thanks, Dylan. Good luck. Thank you. Great stuff, I think Shane. he's well not done. alone on that one, Jeremy, because a lot of people up and down the pit lane are sort of going, ooh, another yellow would really help. That was, <laughs> that, that was brilliant, Shay Adam. Well done there. Superb, superb reporting there <laughs> in amongst everything else you're doing here as well. And this uh, four-car battle <laughs> for the lead in, in TCR is really hotting up here with the Parker Chase under pressure from Carl Whitmer uh, and also number 15 car that is still a lap down, but it's, it's, it's very fast. Uh, and uh, Denis Dupont trying to make his way back onto the lead lap, hope for another full course caution and get himself back into contention in that Bell Garden Technicill car number 15. We're getting to the point now, Jeremy, where even if a full course caution came out, the pits would close and not necessarily open, and that would still help the competitors up and down the lane as somebody went off at the top of a roller coaster. I think they managed to recover, though, just a little bit of dust being kicked up. But yeah, it's that interesting crossover point where all of a sudden it's not wanting a full course caution to come out to be able to make another trip down the pit lane. It's wanting the yellow to come out so you don't have to make another trip down the pit lane. That's true. Uh, and uh, I don't think the GS cars are going to be able to get to the end of this race without making uh, another stop. Um, so I'm looking back down the order. Where is number 47 car of Jason Hart? He's 53 seconds behind the leader at the moment. He's just turned his fastest lap of the race. That was the first car to kind of blink, if you like, and come in and make his uh, second stop of the day. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out in the closing stage of this race. We've got uh, six minutes to go here before the 30 minute mark. And after 30 minutes, the final 30 minutes of the race, 
it'll be a short yellow. So as you su suggested there, Shay, the pits will not be uh, opened for pit stops. And minutes, that means minutes that or 30 minutes at the end of the race. Uh, the final, the first 15 of the race, the final 30. Final I think 30, is how exactly. It is in the rule book. I think so too. So, uh, so if yeah. if uh, if you're gambling on that for the GS cars, you need to make that decision really in the next six minutes. What was it you were saying earlier, Jeremy Shaw, about Billy Johnson looking to try and get out on his own in terms of podiums and wins? Well, right now he has a podium position and he's looking at climbing up one step even further with the shot of chasing down Bill Oberlin for the win overall in GS for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Billy Johnson looking to make history here today. He is indeed looking for that 50th uh, podium finish, his 24th win, uh, and he is in certainly a good position right now. He's just turned his best uh, first sector time on this lap. In fact, the first three cars will set their, their first or best sectors on this lap in sector one. It's only a fairly short sector, just around the first uh, three or four corners, but still, they're on the gas, these guys. This is a, a real battle that is developing. Uh, Bill Oblin, he's got a couple of second lead over the similar BMW for Stephen Cameron rating. That's Gregory Leofouge. Uh, but Billy Johnson hanging right there in third position and the car that has set the fastest lap or, or had set the fastest lap of the race was Billy Johnson. He's running, uh, excuse me, Christian Shimjack or Billy Johnson and Christian Shimjack both right there, second, third and fourth behind Gregory Learfield. New fastest lap of the race, however, was set, I think, a couple of laps ago by uh, Robin Liddell. Uh, way, way down the order in that Rebel Rock Camaro. So clearly, even though it wow. might have been damaged, it's still fast. And only with left side tires having gone on that car as far as stickers are concerned. So Robin Liddell is pumped up and trying to put on a show in that Camaro nonetheless. This is a track that's very special to Rebel Rock. I remember a few years ago, he and Andrew Davis sharing the car, Robin and Andrew that is, and they drove all the way back to third place finish after what wasn't a stellar pit stop for the crew. They've come a long way since then, winning several races at several very impressive venues, including Landmark Park, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. But uh, it does not seem that they will be adding VIR to that roster today. Neither, it looks like, will the Vanders racing it was a very impressive qualifying for tyler gonzalez and a good pit stop that puts rory vanderster back out into the lead of tcr before the bodywork damage to the left rear right rear of that car that car is going to be coming down the pit lane here shortly though jeremy and it looks like they are going to try and address the bodywork damage to the veloster as it has just become a bit of a parasail at this point yeah that's really unfortunate again for for, for them but again you know perhaps that defensive line uh, for Rory van der Sur. might not have served in too well at the end of the day, uh, but uh, it's still in the lead of this race. Is a two BMW is running out front, and Bill Oblin for Turner Motorsport in car number 95. Gregory Leofouge are holding on ahead of the uh, Ford of Billy Johnson and the Mercedes of Christian Shimjak, um, and then uh, a gap back of about six seconds now to the fifth position car. It's Spencer Pompelli. Last time around, he's found a way past Matt Plum in the team TGM Porsche. So those two Porsche Caymans, uh, Porsche 718s, exchanging positions last time around, Spencer Papelli up into fifth. He's got about six seconds though to make up, uh, to catch these leaders who are heading now towards the roller coaster on their 41st lap. 
Spencer Pompelli, a former series champion, though he is proven and he knows how to catch the leaders. And once he catches them, he will know how to pass them. Got a little bit of ground to make up, but in Spencer, we trust uh, as far as BGB is concerned. All right, the tire change was done for the Vanderster Racing Veloster. And they didn't do any tape to the bumper, but Jeremy, I think they pulled off a little bit more of the bodywork that was straggling around, if you will. But the battle that we need to keep our eyes on is for second place. They are catching Bill Oberlin just ever so slightly, but they have a laps down TCR car ahead of them as well. So let's see which of them is able to get through the cleanliness. Oh, they split the Audi. No, Billy Johnson thinks better about that Whoops. and tucks back in down behind the BMW, but there's contact. And it is, unfortunately, Gregory Leofouge who goes around that Audi having to take to the dirt in turn one. Yeah, wow. That was a, uh, I think I think there's a little bit of contact. Here's a battle or some TCR. Uh, so the, oh. uh, the teammates going together there. And that's the number one car of Michael Lewis and Parker Chase. That is for the lead in TCR. Michael Lewis, the defending series champion and points leader coming into this weekend. As you said earlier on, Shea Adam, he does not have a win to the, his credit, he and Taylor Hagler, uh, but uh, they're now in the lead of the race for the first time today. Do you think Michael Lewis might have heard me and that spurred him on, Jeremy? Because if so, you're welcome, Michael. But that crew, the number one and the 98, they share a pit box. So this is going to be a bit of a fun dinner conversation for them. Another yeah. replay of the contact. There definitely was some hip and shoulder between the BMW and the Ford. And Billy Johnson probably couldn't get it slowed down as much as he wanted to. Just ever so slightly touching the back of the BMW. But that resulted in the BMW spinning around at an opportunity where it shouldn't have been. Which means that the number 72 of Christian Simchek could find himself back up into second if any penalties are issued. Yeah, indeed. And uh, Billy Johnson, he, he just kind of at the last minute ducked to the inside there of that to TCR Audi to try and make a move, not only on him, but maybe put some pressure on uh, Gregory Leofouge. And I would surmise they just misjudged it ever so slightly and just got in a little bit deep, tagged the rear end of the BMW and around it went. And uh, the stewards will certainly be looking at that. It is under review from race control. And uh, I'm sure they'll be making their decisions pretty quickly haven't they in this race so far? They've made a few decisions so far, resulted in penalties. But now uh, Bill Oblin's lead has extended again, well, just a little bit. It's still at less than two seconds. It's been pretty much the same for the last half dozen laps or so, varied by a tenth of a second or so. But Billy Johnson now up into second position, but Christian Shimjak right there behind him. And Greg Leofouge comes into the pit lane in that number 43. BMW for Stephen Cameron Racing. Let's see, a little bit of a damage in it, the form of a ding to the right rear bumper of this car. They are doing sticker tires on the left side, so that will be the change as well. But yes, there is definite contact enough to actually peel the wrap back off the bumper. So sticker left side tires for Greg Leofouche, but he's going to be fuming behind the wheel of this car. They had their best finish at Road America the last time out. Not going to be improving upon that second place today no they're not and uh, he'll be, uh, he, he will be fuming you're absolutely right uh, and uh, penalty incident responsibility drive-through penalty for billy johnson at car number 59 there it is so again a replay he dives to the inside of the audi he's at that point is at least car two let the two car lengths behind the bmw dive to the inside just left his braking too late there just you know, it was a miscue by Billy Johnson. He, he certainly didn't do it on purpose, but it was a mistake by Billy Johnson that had big effects there for Gregory Leofouge and that Stephen Cameron Racing BMW 
and uh, yeah, he, he 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 won't like what what happened there, Billy Johnson. He he he'll put his hand up and say, yeah, that was my mistake. And he's going to come in now and serve that drive-through penalty. And that is going to take that car out of contention after a brilliant performance by young Luca Mars once again in the early stages of this race. He's going to stay out, is he? Okay. Yep, he stayed out that time around. We do have a crew up on the pit wall again, Jeremy, though, as these teams are starting to realize that stretching it to the end of the race might be cutting it a bit close. I think it's Carbon this time. Tyler McQuarrie, yes, indeed, in the Porsche number 93 coming down the pit lane. This should be fuel only. Let me take a look. I do not see tires up on the wall. So, yep, I think it's just going to be a splash of fuel for Tyler, and then he'll head back out onto the racetrack. But you're completely right, Jeremy. Billy Johnson is not a malicious driver. He would not try to spin anyone out of the way he wants to pass them fair and cleanly so billy will be not very uh, pleased with the penalty but he'll certainly feel that it wasn't given in a completely undeserved situation yeah i think you're right uh, so he's going to resume now right at the back of the pack uh, in gs meanwhile this battle for the lead in uh, in tcr continues michael lewis uh, having uh, gained that advantage a couple of laps ago uh, he's now got his uh, mirrors full of his his, his teammate Parker Chase is still right there in kind of a uh, 98. The car that was leading before Lewis made the move, but also uh, Carl Whitmer is right there, as is uh, Ryan Norman. Well, he's not too far behind. And uh, Tyler Maxson's certainly right there, in number 77 car. In, in amongst that pack is a number 15 car that's still trying to get his lead uh, back onto the lead lap in TCR. It's Which actually is, splitting actually, up he, the leaders. Yes. That's a very good point, Shay Adam, because that number 15 car has got between uh, now Michael Lewis in the lead and Parker Chase in second place. Very good point. And remember, Jeremy, at the end of this race, we're going to need our nominations for the Michelin moment of the race in both GS and TCR. So just putting that out there so you can start to think about that because I certainly don't know which one I'll go for as of yet. But it has been an eventful race. We're getting the number seven Volt Racing Ask Martin Championship leader coming into this race. Will be coming back down the pit lane. It looks like a splash of fuel for them as well. So a lot more GS cars realizing that this race could stay green and deciding not to take the gamble but rather to bring their cars back down the pits. I'm wondering if this is going to have any sort of effect for the cars that splashed at the end of the caution, choosing to take that one more opportunity for maybe one more lap worth of fuel. Could that come in to play the difference at the end of this one? Well, we'll have to keep an eye on the 96 Turner Motorsport BMW. That's Robbie Foley behind the wheel of that one as of now. And also, who was it that came in at that opportunity? I think it was the 64 for uh, Owen Trinkler with Team TG but just waiting on fuel no tires for volt racing it's going to be fuel only and there we go already trent henman back out yeah that car well out of contention already of of, of course but uh, you know bill oblin he's just turned his fastest lap of the race we've got 25 minutes remaining so either he he knows one thing for sure we don't at this stage he knows either he can get to the end so he's going to go flat out now or uh, he, he needs to make a pit stop, which he's going to go flat out now before he makes that final uh, splash, of da uh, splash and dash to get to the end of this race. But in the meantime, Christian Shimjak has just reset the fastest lap of the race in that third place car from Marilla Racing in number 72. The, uh, the Californian, a 154.424 for Christian Shimjak. 
The team's definitely been on the radio to him to let him know that Billy Johnson has a penalty coming and not to fight him if he does manage to get up to the 59 Ford Mustang. But still, Simchek knows that the yellow car is the one that they are really chasing for Bill Oberlin out in the lead of the race. And Kristen Simchek knows that winning the race today is the best gap down to the championship as into the pit lane does come Billy Johnson to serve that penalty, leaving the 72 out there to fight its own destiny. Yes, indeed. So this is going to be interesting now with Shinjek in clean air. Is he going to be able to uh, reduce that deficit to the leader? In fact, he already has done. He pulled in uh, two tenths of a second on that lap, did Christian Shinjek over Bill Arbelin. I thought 154.5 for the second place car. That's uh, just a tenth of a second slower than his fastest lap of the race last time around. Uh, Bill Arbelin, meanwhile, a 155.1, so he pulled in. He was six cents of a second faster on that lap was Jim Jack. He moved up a one position, of course, with Billy Johnson finally making that, uh, serving that drive through penalty. One of the Brian Hurd Autosport crew members has just run out to the wall, and I can't tell if it's for the leader, the number one, or the second place car, the number 98, since they are both housed under the exact same tent, that being the Lexus banner as a normal situation. But there was a bit of bodywork hanging off of the right side of Michael Lewis's car. I don't think it's a consequential piece. It's something that looks like it's over the right side of the rear of the front fender. Well, if that makes any sense, uh, don't know if it does. Let's see when his head moves. Nope, he's looking at the 98 car, so I wonder if maybe Parker Chase has sustained a bit of damage. Well, yeah, there's not many cars that haven't got much damage, it seems, in this race. And <laughs> once again, we see some sort of rear bodywork flailing, as, as you say. Oh, no, there's Rory van der Stur, who's ground to a halt out on the racetrack, and that's... No. Oh, he's got it going again, so I, I'm presuming that he must have had a spin. It's coming up the hill, I think, up towards uh, turn 12, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That is, into Oak Tree. Yeah, so Weird place to have a spin, though, Jeremy. Well, he lost it way before that, I think. Probably coming out of the, uh, out of the, uh, yeah, there he is, off on the grass at the exit. Oh, yeah. Two corners before Oak Tree. Turn 10 at the top coming of the hill. Coming into, uh, yeah, turn 10, which is a tricky one, but Rory's been doing very well at it for the majority of this race, so strange for the opportunity to uh, raise its ugly head there, but he does manage to get going, and this is not a great day for Vanderster Racing, unfortunately. It looked very promising as the bodywork flapping on the left rear of the number one machine, that is the championship leader and race leader, gets ever so worse the more this race goes on. But Michael Lewis has managed to pull a gap of nearly six-tenths of a second on his teammate, the number 98, Parker Chase. Carl Whitmer and the Honda just hanging on and looming in their mirrors. Yes, isn't he? And uh, and uh, and Tyler Maxson right there as well in car number 77, and and Ryan Normans. He's only about a second or so farther back in uh, fourth position. Stephen Simpson, having had uh, the, he and Michael Johnson had some problems earlier on. They're back up into the sixth place as well, trying to get their third consecutive podium finish in TCR. But it's still Michael Michael Lewis who leads there uh, in uh, at the front of the field. Meanwhile, Christian Shimjak. Uh, having got that clean air with the Mustang out of the way, has just reset the fastest lap of the race, a 154.281 for Christian Shimjak. On the opposite uh, end of that one, uh, Spencer Papelli is now up into third place in caliber 83, but uh, he's losing ground quite rapidly to those two cars ahead of him. I wonder whether Spencer Papelli is trying to nurse that car to the finish, and perhaps the other two in front, you know, are they going to be able to make it? Yeah, fuel save mode for Spencer Pompelli. He's quite good at that, Jeremy. We've seen him win yes, races in is. many different series doing that in the past. Yep, that's exactly right. 
Well, I'm going to stroll down the pit lane and take a look at some of these faces and let you know who looks nervous and who looks <laughs> confident. Because Turner Motorsport right now, I guarantee you, will look nervous. Kristen Simchuk closing the gap ever more after every single lap proceeds. What's it down to now? Uh, between the, the top two, no, nothing at all, basically. Two tenths of a second as they came across the line. And he's now looking to the inside as they head around the second apex at turn one is Christian Shimjak. No way through there for Bill Arblin. Christian Shimjak, he knows that he's, he's a student of this sport. He's been around it quite a long time. He's been out of the sport for quite a few years. Unlike Bill Arblin, he's been around it forever. But uh, he's, he's he's always paid attention. Christian Christian is a, a very clean driver as well. I certainly don't see him making any desperate lunges to take the lead. We've still got 20 minutes remaining in this race. So it's still quite a long way to go. And uh, he'll be, he knows he's got a fast car here. Question is, can he get to the end without a pit stop or when does he make his final pit stop? Well, Dylan McIvern told us a bit earlier on that they would be a lot more comfortable if they had some yellows. They weren't sure that they could make it to the end. John Salama is the brain on the Turner Motorsport pit box, the brain the size of a planet, and he looks like it is working in overtime, trying to figure out if and how they can make it to the end of the race. Meanwhile, at the other end of the pits, down with car number 72 fighting for the second place. I see a pit board, Jeremy. It's not yet dangling out, but it is in hand. And they do have tires up on the wall as into the pits comes one of the Hyundais. Let's see which one this is. Uh, it is number two. So Ryan Norman is into the pits. I would expect this will be a splash of fuel. Well, yeah. 72 I'm... will be pitting, Jeremy. 72 will be pitting. Yeah, I, th I, th I think so. Uh, the other guy to watch here, by the way, who's, who we haven't really seen much as Christian Schindler continues to put the pressure on Bill Oblin. One guy we haven't talked about lately is Scott Andrews in car number 21. That's the Riley Motorsports Mercedes. He's quietly worked his way right onto the tail of Spencer Pompelli. Taken over from Anton Diaz Pereira. Uh, Richard from Sri Lanka now from Tennessee. He's done a good job. He did a really nice first in, qualified that car inside the top 10. And uh, as uh, the battle for the lead continues, only about, well, it's about 13 seconds behind them uh, is uh, Scott Andrews chasing after and closing down on Spencer Pompelli. It was just a splash of fuel and it looked like one tire for the number two Honda of Ryan Norman but it did not seem to be a planned stop. So I think that might yeah. have been a tire issue for them. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right, Shay, because I wouldn't have, I, I would have thought the TCR, TCR cars could have made it to the end. I don't think they would have needed another splash of fuel. It was, it was, uh, it was 55 minutes uh, to go when we went back to green after that uh, lone caution period right in the middle of the race. I don't think they would have needed to make a pit stop, so I think that's a, an unscheduled stop for car number two. A mis, misfortune for them. Yeah, and we've also got more cars starting to move their crews up onto the pit walls. I see hard point on the wall for car number 22. That looks like it's going to be a splash of fuel only. TGM, no movement as far as refueling as of yet. So the 64 and the 46, both which came into the pits for a splash of fuel before we went back to green, they might just be pushing it. 
Oh, we've got a slow-moving car out on track, Jeremy. It's the number 93 Carbon Porsche. Uh, that looks like the exit of turn one. Tyler McQuarrie moving well off the racing line. Very smart championship-winning driver. He knows how to get the car to an area of safety if he is indeed having an issue. And let's see, is it the rear of the car? Is there something broken in it? There might just be, Jeremy. But we are still green with 17 minutes to go in this race. Um. So it's uh, getting down to, uh, to to crunch time now. And we've still got some really good battles developing. Well, really all the way up and down the field, the top four cars in TCR coming by well, maybe two seconds at the very most. But uh, meanwhile, out in front, Bill Oblin holds a narrow advantage over Christian Schimdrak. Now 16 and uh, under 17 minutes to go in this race. And there is that battle for third position, the green and, uh, and charcoal kind of uh, 83 of Spencer Mabelli has the position right behind it though is Scott Andrews in that uh, black and blue Mercedes is going to look to the inside at turn four brilliant move there by Spencer Mabelli, uh, by uh, wow. Scott Andrews super incisive dive to the inside uh, where at the point where Spencer Mabelli needed to turn into the corner the uh, Mercedes was already there great pass by the Australian Scott Andrews Whoops. Uh, it really was. And there is a tire carcass that is separated from the car for the number 93 Carbon Motorsport. It rolls off and delicately comes to a stop on the side of the track, ironically up against the tire wall back with its family. That is going through the S's. I wonder if Tyler McCrory will be able to get the car back to the pit lane or if indeed we will go to full course caution. But I'll tell you this, Jeremy Turner, they're up on the wall ready to receive a car not necessarily this lap around but they will be seeing one of their bmws before this race is over providing we don't go to a full course caution yeah that's right uh, 15 minutes then uh, to go here's this battle again for tcr and once again michael lewis is able to uh, to pull ahead a bit but the the, the audi is no longer there is it has he got past um the number one hyundai i don't know i can't see him in the picture but uh, certainly Michael Lewis has draw, drawn out a little bit of an edge now over these three cars that are battling for second place. Number 99 now is ahead of the uh, number uh, 98. So that is a change of, of uh, position. They're trying to get Tyler McQuarrie to move his car to a safe location, but he is currently struggling with it right now. So we are trying to stay on green. Thumbs up was just given from the pit wall, though, as if to say that he got it to go. So we're keeping an eye on that Porsche and hoping that we can stay green in this contest. I certainly hope so, because this is a really uh, fascinating contest uh, right now. The, the two leaders, 13.5 seconds, the advantage they have over Scott Andrews up into third position. Uh, and uh, that's a, a pretty good lead. But we are anticipating pit stops for some of these contenders. And that's off there to Tyler McClark, McQuarrie's pulled that car off into the uh, support race pit lane or the, the north circuit pit lane. So out of, oh, out of the way there uh, and really heads up driving by Tyler McQuarrie, as you would suggest. He's a, he's a heads up driver in any case. Clear problem with that left rear tire and away it goes. Good news is it's right out of, out of the way, isn't it? 
It uh, really is. And Tyler McQuarrie, uh, with the safety officials now, and his car is in a good position, meaning that we are able to stay green and clean, which is unfortunately not good news for the GS cars at the head of the field who were hoping we were going to go to full course caution and they would be able to make it to the end of the race, but not the case. So back up onto the wall goes the 96 Turner Motorsport crew and, uh, sorry, 95 Turner Motorsport crew and the 72. But which of them is going to blink first, the Mercedes or the BMW? Well, I think it will come down Oops. to what's happening on track. Oh, no, as there's contact again with Greg Leofuge, and this time it is Tim Probert in the 65 Merlot Racing Mercedes, isn't it, Jeremy? Yes, it is. That, they were, that was a battle for position uh, between those two uh, for 16th position, and uh, going into uh, turn four, if we can see what happened, a, a late move down the inside by Gregory Leofuge. Well, yeah, he just punts into the tail end to be perfectly honest with Tim Probert. So that's a very uncharacteristic, let me start again, uncharacteristic mistake uncharacteristic. by Gregory Leofuge. Into the pit lane comes Phil Opperlin, 12 seconds worth of fuel. So that would have been way too tight to make it to the end of the race. Yeah. And now he proceeds to blend out back on track. Who is going to come next? My guess would be Kristen Simchuk. Yeah, I would think so. And uh, if he could turn a, a quick lap or, or two, if he's got enough fuel here, maybe he can uh, do two really fast lead laps that might get him ahead for the, by the time he makes his final stop, he's going to need a little bit less fuel if he can make it one or two more laps. So that could play in his favor. So Bill Oblin, he's uh, rejoined the race down in the, where would that be? Around about the 11th position, I think. Right in front of Alec Udell and Robbie Foley. Good place for Bill Oberlin to be with some friendly faces behind him on track. Scott Andrews, let's see, he is currently in the second position. I do not see any action from the Riley pit wall. I don't know that they're going to bring him in, Jeremy. I think they might just roll the dice on this one. Oh, I mean, it's, it's been a, a, a pretty tricky season for that team. So if they can stay out there, yeah. uh, I'm sure they probably will. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Billy Johnson, having served that penalty... He's, in the last few laps, he's overtaken both uh, Joey Hand in a similar Ford Mustang for BF Racing and uh, the other car, Andrew Davis, number eight McCann Racing Porsche that started on the front row of the grid. Billy Johnson now back up into fifth position. As a race leader, Christian Schumjack is into the pits. All right, it was 12 seconds worth of fuel for Bill Oberlin. It should be less than that for Kristen Simchuk as the crew goes to work just looking at the car while the fueling is going on. Seven seconds worth of fuel for Christian. Substantially less fuel going into the Mercedes. I hope that's enough to see the checkered flag, but that should leave Mr. Spencer Pompelli, who started at the back of the pack, Tom Collingwood did, in the lead of this race with 11 minutes to go. Oh, well, Scott Andrews leads the race now because he made that pass on Spencer Pompelli. Uh, oh, good point, yeah, Jeremy. So he's he's still out there, and Scott Andrews now leads this race in that number 21 car for Riley Motorsport. Spencer Papelli, I think I think he's definitely trying to coax it home to the finish from here. Perhaps Hugh Plum also, who is uh, currently running in third position in car number uh, 46. And then behind them, about seven seconds farther back, is the Ford Mustang of Billy Johnson. Uh, and he's uh, he's absolutely flat out there, I think, at this stage. But I'd be surprised if that number 59.4 didn't need a splash. And there's still still got 10 minutes remaining. Yeah, 
Where did Christian Simchek recycle into the pit lane after that stop, Jeremy? Um, into the pits is coming the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW. This is the number 43 of Gregory Leofouche. Now, he did come down the pits uh, after the contact, after he was uh, involved in the contact in turn one with Billy Johnson. This is a drive-through penalty, though. I would imagine that is for the contact with the 65 Marilla Racing Mercedes. Who's that? Uh, car number 43 involved with the contact with 65. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. It's a responsibility. Also, though, a penalty for number 65 car, which was involved in that incident for an unsafe... Full course uh, caution, Jeremy. Oh, wow. The pits are closed. The pit closed lights have just started flashing on the lane as into the pits dives the number 56 Murillo Racing uh, Mercedes. This one is Eric Foss. Oh, no, sorry. It's 65 that came in. So the other car that was involved, you said there was a penalty for him as well. The 65 car, yeah, for for unsafe re-entry after having uh, after having that had that spin. Uh, well, the caution came out for the number 22 Hardport Racing Porsche. Yeah. It was stopped out on the track Who's with Sean McAllister, and now it is going again. Exactly. That's unfortunate. That car had been running uh, inside the top 10 for for much of the day. It slipped back a couple of positions over the last few laps, but this is going to make it. Uh, quite a shootout and for these cars that had been saving fuel and trying to get to the end assuming that's what uh, what was the case this is huge a huge break for them Spencer Mopelli slowed right down uh, he's going to go as slowly as he possibly can uh, to try and get to the end of this race and Scott Andrews he's tucked in behind uh, the safety car uh, but uh, those are the top two cars at the moment 21 83 uh, and then the number 46 car, Matt Plum. Billy Johnson, though, in car number 59, that Ford Mustang is in fourth position. This could be a quick yellow, Jeremy, because the hardpoint Porsche already yeah. back into the pit lane and being within the last 30 minutes of the race, the pits will not open. So once the field is back under control, race control at their discretion can say lights out on the safety car and we're going to go green again. Meanwhile, the 54, that's the Michael Johnson racing Hyundai that Steven Simpson is currently piloting. They were having radio issues with Steven. They were trying to tell him to come into the pit lane and they were getting ready to hold the signboard out over the racetrack to get Steven's attention. Well, the crew is still up on the wall, but obviously now Stephen can't come in the pit lane and they have no way of telling him, uh, can you come back in when it goes green, please? Thankfully, Stephen Simpson, a very heads up driver, I would imagine he'll figure that out on his own. If we do go back to green, Jeremy, I have to say my nomination for the GS moment of the race would have to be the strategy from BGB to start dead last in the GS field. And with Spencer Pompelli running in second, he does have a shot at this win. Uh, certainly, it's certainly true. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, there's, there's uh, Scott Andrews on the same strategy. Matt Plum is on the same strategy. Uh, Billy Johnson also in the, in the top four positions as well. So you know, they've all made that same same call to try and stay out there. I think, and uh, you know, certainly from, from Spencer's place, we have to see whether Scott Andrews can get to the end of the race. If he does, then uh, I think you've got to give uh, the the nod to him as well. <laughs> Agree. Uh, it's going to be really, really difficult in TCR. Goodness gracious. Uh, that could be absolutely anybody. Again, though, from, from back to front. Uh, is, no, Michael, where did Michael Lewis start? No, he didn't start back. Uh, back. He started uh, quite a long way down the order, two, four, six in the seventh position. Uh, so he's worked his way through uh, to the front here. It's going to be quite a battle in TCR, though, I can tell you, with those. Uh, well, it's going to be, well, it's going to be a string of cars, actually, all in that, all in that fight for the lead. 
I agree with you on the number one for the nomination for the TCR. For the moment of the race, for nothing else than that pass between the two sister cars coming into the top of the roller coaster where Michael Lewis shoved it down the inside of Parker Chase and made it stick. And the fact that the two sides of that tent seem to still be talking to each other, well, that bodes well for future relations as well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But boy, we're going to, I think this is going to be a, a pretty quick caution period here. Number 46 car. He's running in a third position. That's uh, Matt Plum. Uh, and the uh, the sister car is running in the top 10 as well. That's Owen Trinkler. He's, he, he, he told me to keep an eye on him towards the latter stages of the race. And, and we're certainly going to be doing that assuming we go back to green. We're just coming up now to uh, five and a half minutes remaining, though. Are we going to go green this time? No, we're not. Uh, not this time, but possibly the next time around. Let's see if the white flag is being held out. Not as of yet. So I no, walk no, it out should be fine. We've still got five wall. minutes remaining. They, they, they should be doing, you know, that, that, that's fine. It's going to take more than, at least more than three minutes, isn't it, though, to get around? I'm surprised we didn't go green again yep. here. Yeah, me too. But they're still doing the uh, pass around as the slower cars that were trapped a lap down on their own leader were able to get um, around the we race. Don't do, that. do we do that during the caution? There were definitely TCR cars going around. Yeah, okay. So the last car in the safety car line is the number 22, which is now passing TCR cars. So they are going to do the class split as well. But I think the last of the cars affected would be that hardpoint Porsche, which is making its way up now. So we should be good to go back to green the next time around. Right. And, uh, and that's going to be quite a, quite a battle here in, in the closing stages, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, if, if the... If these drivers thought they could get to the end of the race without needing a splash of fuel, then they should be good to go right now. There should be no fuel issues there for those leading six cars. Look at that, seven cars. Number eight car didn't come in either, did it? So, uh, nope. but but um, the the, uh, the number. A 95 car, of course, that was that came in just a couple of laps before the caution period. That car had made its pit stop three laps before the initial caution period. So that's why they would have certainly not been able to make it to the end from there. So they had a lot less fuel, well, three laps worth less fuel on board than the other contenders in GS. The lights are out then on that uh, Porsche safety car. Who doesn't love a little green-white checkered racing luck. in yeah, Virginia the... on a Saturday night? <laughs> with a bit of luck, we're going to have time. I, I hope. Oh, no. That's number 83. No, Papelli's off, off the, the track. Road. Oh, my goodness. I wonder what happened. He's well and truly buried in the grass, in the high grass, sitting off the side of the track. Where and how did that happen? I have absolutely no idea because I, I think yeah, that if he's not able to get going again, this will probably extend... The uh, safety car. Let's have a look. See if we can see what happened. He's yep. just pulled over. Okay. He's probably run out of fuel. He ran frankly. out of fuel. Yeah. So he yep. wasn't going to get to the end. Right. It was a gamble, I think, by that BGB team that has not paid off. And it's yeah, good. 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 He is going to try and get it off the road and out of the way. Hopefully, he can do so. And uh, the lights Another are still out on the safety car. Another former champion. And I think we're just about going to have time for two more laps uh, to go to the end of this race. I'll let you know when they wave the green flag, Jeremy. There is no white flag. Oh, now it's in the air as well. So green, white checker to end this Virginia's for Lovers 120. And what a show we've had so far. 
No, they've withdrawn the white. Uh, and I agree with that because we've got two minutes and 12 seconds yeah. remaining and they're doing 155s. Uh, so I think it should be, it, it's going to be close because of course this is a restart lap. But, uh, but uh, Scott Andrews there go on the case right away and he's pulling away. Joey Hand all of a sudden has jumped from fifth to second. Into the pit lane has come Matt Plum in the number 46 Team TGM Porsche. This is currently five, six, seven seconds worth of fuel going into the Porsche. And now Matt Plum is sent back out. Wow. So Joey Hand there passed Christian Jimjacki, passed Billy Johnson. So a heck of a restart from Joey Hand up into second place there for BF Racing. Christian <laughs> Shimjack down to third. And uh, Scott Andrews is, well, he's got a huge lead. Three and a half seconds he was as he came across the line. Everybody else is still battling for that second position. A couple of lap Joey cars in there as well. Sniff of a win. This is going to be a fun fight for the end of this race. Jeremy, you know Joey very well. And anytime you give him a chance at a W, he's going to take it. Well, absolutely. It's been a long time since he drove. He, 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 he drove at, what, at uh, Road America last time out, subbing for, uh, for, for um, Chad McCombie. Uh, and uh, but he'd, he'd been, his first race in this championship had a lot of success in the past, but his first race in this series for 10 years. So to find himself in second position here, he'll be thrilled with that. What a battle behind, though. I think that car in third position is a lapped car. I think it's Tim Probert. Yeah, I think you're right there, Jeremy. It's definitely with the black nose, which means with no damage to the nose, it is the 65 of Tim Probert. And we have a change for second in TCR as well as Carl Wimmer gets passed by Tyler Maxson, and it's a Hyundai 1-2 again. But into the final couple of corners. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Joey Hand is closing in on Scott Andrews. Does Scott Andrews have enough fuel in the tank to make it around one more lap? Now the white flag is waving in earnest, and it's 3.27 miles for Scott Andrews. Will that be enough or too much for the Mercedes? Will he need a tow back in on the cooldown lap or a tow before then? Battle raging once again is, oh, no, the Honda gets spun at Oak Tree. Does Carl Whitmer save it? Wow, what a great bit of drift from the number 99. Yeah, Tyler Maxson got into the back of him there. There's another car that's number eight car of Andrew Davis off the road. He was running in the fifth position. This is getting pretty fraught right now. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, cars took the white flag with about 10 seconds remaining until the two hours elapsed. So good call there by race control on that previous lap, not to, to throw the white flag and the green flag together. So we've got another lap that's... Uh, I'm sure Scott Andrews would have, would have been more than happy to see just one lap to go <laughs> to the end of this race, but he's still got two, two seconds in hand over that chasing pack. Almost three seconds over Joey Hand now as he stretched the lead just a little bit. Scott Andrews looking for a win in this championship. He's won in WeatherTech. He's won in the Prototype Challenge. I don't think he's ever won in Michelin Pilot Challenge, has he, Jeremy? Uh, he's No, a second position uh, that that pair had. Last, they had a second place last year, but uh, this would be their first win so uh, it's been uh, it's been a long time coming long run down madison avenue for scott andrews looking in his rearview mirror and seeing not one but two ford mustangs as now joey hand has billy johnson for company the number 59 having made the pass around the mercedes and now hassling ford driver versus ford driver and scott andrews is slow on madison avenue he's out of fuel and now the ford battle is for the win joey hand trying to fend off 2016 series champion billy johnson joey looks comfy as he's watching his mirrors more than he's watching out the front windshield 
just one more turn to go. Make it through Hogpen and hold it in tight. This is a pony show to the line. And which of the Mustangs is going to come out victorious? It looks like it is going to be PF Racing taking the checkered flag for Joey Hand and James Pesic. The second win of the year for Pesic. The first series win for Joey Hand when it looked like that wasn't going to happen. What an ending. Now we look back further in the field for TCR and coming to the stripe with nearly a two-second gap. It is going to be the car with the number one on the side, the defending series champions, and the points leaders. That would be none other than Michael Lewis and Taylor Hagler. As cars are continuing to streak to the finish, we did have Scott Andrews make it to the checkers. Barely, Christian Simchek now barely rolls across the finish line and actually moves out of the way of his sister car who came through at full speed. Wow, Jeremy. So moment of the race, that Ford Mustang battle right there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, what a what a heartbreaker there for Anton Diaz Pereira and for Scott Andrews there. They did uh, they thought they got everything right, but just miscalculated it ever so slightly. Uh, and what a day it has been for Ford here. He just suddenly slows on that uh, on that final long straightaway there going up toward the roller coaster. And uh, Joey Hand he held the inside line going into the roller coaster turn, able to hold it down the hill and come away with a really tremendous win for this PF. Uh, racing Mustang team. The second win for James Pezek, the sixth in his career in this series for Joey Hand. Super well-deserved, great performance by that entire pair. And what a day it has been for Ford. Not only was Billy Johnson in second place, but Kyle Marcelli, who started the, the final lap in sixth, comes home in third for JG Wentworth Racing with PF Racing. That's also run by the PF team. So one three for them and Core Motorsports in the middle for Billy Johnson, who finally finally gets that 50th podium finish and breaks that tie for the series record that he had with Matt Plum that went a long, long way back. Owen Trinkler, so he, he said to keep an eye on him, didn't he? He finished in fourth position at Calibre 64 with Ted Giovanni. What a great effort by Owen Trinkler. Uh, just ahead of the two Turner Motorsport BMWs are Robbie Foley and Bill Arbelin. Wow. Taylor Hagler, it took nine races, but finally that first win of the season, still championship leaders. You just put that nail in the coffin a little bit more, but how good does it feel to finally be able to drink some first place champagne? Uh, I mean, it feels really good. It's definitely going to be a little bit of an emotional one. I have never had a very good race here in TCR. This is actually my first time on the podium in TCR at this track. So to be able to do it coming from a not so great qualifying to up to fifth, giving Michael a good car and him battling it out all the way to first and still having a little bit of a lead over second place, it, it's great. It's emotional. It's bittersweet. It's everything. When the battling was going on with your sister car, the 98, with whom you guys share the pit boxes, was it getting a little bit tense in here or are you guys laughing back and forth? Uh, I don't think it was getting really any tense. Um, the engineers have great communication and sometimes things just happen and we communicate one thing, someone does something else. I mean, it's racing, it is what it is. There wasn't any uh, animosity, I don't think. It wasn't, it wasn't done out of bad taste. It was something happened, I wasn't in the car and they went side by side and Michael just happened to make it through, so. Congrats on another race win and this time, it's a really sweet one. Thank you so much. Wow. Uh, I mean, just tremendous performance by uh, by a lot of people in this race. Heartbreak for Riley Motorsports. It's not long. Not often do they get their sums wrong, is it? But uh, came up just no. a little bit short there. But uh, he was able to get get it to to the finish line. Was Scott Andrews? So it wasn't completely dry of fuel. But of course, for that team, it's a brand new car that they ran. Uh, for the first time at Road America last time out, 
Uh, Riley Motorsports, of course, has run Mercedes before, so they know those cars inside and out. But it was a real thrash to get that car ready for Road America. So to come here and challenge for the win and be in contention to win and even lead into the last lap was a great performance by them. But for PF Racing, this team has been, uh, it's had, they've had a really good season. They had a few incidents during the year, uh, but this is certainly a great result uh, for James Pezek. Uh, and it's certainly going to move him uh, some way up the championship order here. Just looking unofficially at the points, all of the leaders had some sort of a problem. The best place car in the uh, the top five, well, top seven in the points was uh, Robbie Foley and Vin Barletto come away with a fifth place finish. And for PF Racing, I think the sweetest thing, Jeremy, is going to be the fact that this is another win for them on this season. The first win coming at Sebring, which meant a lot. This one coming at VIR, which, again, means a lot to them. James Pesek hasn't quite yet made his way down to the podium, but Joey Hand has just climbed out of the car and hasn't even had an opportunity to take his helmet off yet. Let's see if I can move in and have a quick chat with uh, Joey, the race winner, because VAR is a place where he is used to winning races. Joey, you did it. How in the world did you make the fuel last that long, and how did you keep that competitive, my friend? Well, it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that. It was sweaty, but it's fun to drive Ford Mustangs, fun to drive for Ford. So proud to be part of the Ford family, and now with PF Racing to get a win with them in this pink number 40. Steed, uh, we had brake problems. We were struggling with brakes. Pedals going to the floor, so we decided to start saving fuel about halfway through. I've learned some fuel saving here at Watkins Glen last week in the NASCAR, NASCAR race and the Ford GT. So, uh, and then it was just a wheel fest. You know, it was just make yourself wide. I know Billy Johnson's right there, but man, that's why you never give up, kids. I'll tell you that right now because we did not uh, did not look good there with brake issues and stuff and. I just kept persevering, trying to drive around it, and bang, bang, we're in the we're in the major giddy-up situation, winners. And to make it even better for you, Joey, it's an all-Ford podium, three Mustangs on the podium. Oh, that's awesome. That's even better. Didn't see that coming, did we? <laughs> oh, congrats on another win, my friend. He's in the uh, very early stages of a very bad hangover, as we like to say. Yeah, it was a great drive there by Joey Hand. His, his most recent win in this championship, just looking back, I think it would have been uh, 2010. So 12 years uh, since Jerry has won in this category. A tremendous performance by him. The second win then for James Pezik. And uh, championship points now going into the final round. Albert Olsen and Trent Hinman, of course, will still lead. They had a huge lead coming in here. But it's now the, the gap now is down to uh, 160 points unofficially over Eric Foss, who remains in second position. Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta will jump ahead of Kenny Marillo and Christian Shimjak into third by a 10-point margin. I think only the top two can win the championship. So Brynjolfsson and Hinman, they've got a pretty handy edge. It's just between them and Eric Foss for the championship, but it's super tight for third position. On 19.40, Foley and Barletta. On 19.30, Kenny Marillo and Christian Shimjak. And now... Uh, with this win today, James Pezek back up into contention. That team's second win of the season, of course. Uh, James won also at Sebring. They're on 19-10. So it's, the fight is on for third place in the championship. And it all comes down to Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta to finish out this season for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. If it's anything like what we saw today, we're going to need a lot more ice baths for the day after the race 
my thanks to everybody involved with MSA Radio today for John, Jeremy, and myself, everybody back doing the technical in London and in Charlotte. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been one heck of a race, and I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow because we still have the MSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race to come. Thanks to everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.